1: How do you pass up the opportunity to spit blood in Joan Baez's face, 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 face? Dude, I'm so funny I inverted an epiglottis. Let's round up the faceless and get some pajamas. Dude, I didn't know my head was a bank. That's fucking awesome. I don't want to eat so many year Rolls, I just shit a tire. I jerked off of this towel so much it might be a surfboard. Mr. Schmidt is an entertainer. not a cool. One. Hey, what's happening? Mike Schmidt, 40-Year-Old Boy Podcast. You ever have one of those days when it seems like everyone's on your case from your teacher all the way down to your best girlfriend? Well, I feel that way all the time. But I found a way to get out of it. Actually, I haven't found a way to get out of it. Unfortunately, that's why I'm recording this on fucking Thursday. Uh, This show is usually available on Thursday, Thursday morning, sitting there waiting for you, like a like a Thursday present, as if Christmas were a, a, a Thursday all week long, or every week long, or every month long, or every Thursday of the year was Christmas. That's what I'm trying to say. See, this is the shit that made me stop yesterday. Uh, I, I, uh, well, yesterday and Tuesday. Fuck. I, should, I, I try, I tried Tuesday. I sat down to record and I was there. It was election day. Uh, and here's the thing. I, I don't know if this is interesting. I don't know if you want to plumb the depths of my skull and get in there with me and dig around and see what the fuck happened. Because uh, truthfully, I don't know what happened either. I, I do. I have a general idea what happened, but at the same time, I, I, I try to extricate myself from the situation and then it's very, very difficult for me to do so. And I don't know why. And this is a new phenomenon uh, just the past couple of years. And I know exactly where the fuck it's happening. All right. Um, I'm in a room by myself. So it's very easy for me to tell myself that this doesn't matter. Even though you guys are all out there, even though I work for you guys. You pay my Patreon. You're all super cool. You give me donations. You send me things via the mail. As we've talked about, there's a listener out there who's sending me some pillows for fuck's sake, because I mentioned buying pillows. He's like, dude, I got the best pillows and he sent me photos of them. And I, 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 I'm indebted to you guys. I mean, I, I absolutely feel terrible that I wanted waiting a day. And then, and this is totally true. Um, it's Thursday evening as I record this now. I, I thought I'd be I'd get it this afternoon. I, I tried yesterday too. Wednesday, I sat down. It's just do you ever do you ever just get bad at your job, or do you ever just feel like you're not getting it done? And granted, that's different when you have a job at an office and you've got a boss, you got a whole bunch of people and all that kind of stuff. Because I've lived that life too. Um, but it's it's kind of a, it's worrying me. I'm I'm getting worried about myself. Maybe I need medicine. I th- I've talked about needing medicine before. Uh, Shannon is not the kind of doctor who can uh, prescribe medicine. I'd have to go to my other doctor, Doctor Vinny Boombot. <laughs> <laughs> That's another one. I t- you know I told him I wanted to stop aging. He bought me a gun. Well, I, I, all right, he didn't buy it. He prescribed it. But still, I've never filled that prescription for the gun, and yet here it sits right here on my cork board. I do not have a cork board. I just lied to you guys. I lied about having a cork board. Uh, truthfully, I do have a prescription for a gun. That's the true part of that statement. I do not have a cork board. Uh, I, I, you know, when I worked at at writing gigs, we've talked about this. I I don't know if I'm just running through the same stuff. And it's funny because people are very nice and listeners reached out to me. Fearful Jesuit reached out to me. Uh, Jamie, our friend Jamie reached out to me. Uh, and, and people are like, Hey man, you need a pep talk. Are you okay? What's going on over there? And I, and I feel so fucking pathetic that it has to be that way. Right. Doesn't it? And, 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 but I need, but I do, I like, I like, getting people i I like getting reactions i like hearing people laugh i like uh i like attaboys I, i i know it's it's childish but i mean the show is called the 40 year old boy and it's called that for a fucking reason and right now i am the 50 year old boy and i don't see that changing i'm trying i know i have it's so fucking weird you ever dump out a puzzle You ever buy a puzzle? Uh, First of all, nobody's ever bought a puzzle. Somehow you just find them in your attic. Nobody has ever purchased a puzzle. I think it's like Bibles in hotel rooms. You just go up to your attic and go into some room in your house that you buy. And all of a sudden there's a fucking 2000 piece puzzle. You're like, "Wee! I can't wait to see what this tree looks like. Um, Although just look at the box. Seriously, it's right there on the goddamn box. You don't need to build the puzzle. Why, why do you need to prove to yourself? Again, it's Algebra. Don't tell me 7 plus B equals 13 and ask me what B means because I'm going to tell you 6 every time. I don't got to do 10 steps to show you that B means 6, motherfucker. 13 minus 7 is 6, the end. Just like with a puzzle. There's a picture of it right there on the box. Well, then everybody's like, well, dump that shit out and build that puzzle so it looks like, the fucking box. No, I got news for you. Just cut up the box. Frame that motherfucker. Don't frame a puzzle because I tell you what, it never looks good anyway. It's got all those lines to it. Then you're just framing like a jigsaw pattern and fuck that, man. Uh, just take that box and cut it up with some scissors if you want and fucking gouges in it and then put that in a frame. There you go. Take the box, the puzzle box. Cut off the flaps, and then and, fr- and frame that motherfucker. There you go. Now you got it. See, that's me, Shortcut Jones, and I can't be Shortcut Jones. It's like if I could just snap my fucking fingers and make a show appear, I would do it. Uh, and, and then I try, but my brain—it's just you dump. Like I said, you dump out a puzzle, and it's it's I like I I it's all there for me to figure out what i do why i do the way i do i i you know uh instances from not having enough supervision as a child and then uh, problems with discipline and problems with with work ethic and and these were all things that have they've been present in my life up to this point anyway and i'm i'm just extremely lucky that i can do this i mean and 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 so that's why all right well let me finish that thought i'm extremely lucky that i can make people laugh i'm extremely lucky that i can talk i'm extremely lucky that i have a podcast and i can be semi charming and interesting Uh, and there are people, let's put it this way. I'm, 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 I'm happy and lucky that I've been able to convince people that I can be semi charming and interesting because then I have the privilege of doing this. Uh, but the problem is then when I don't do this, when I, I, I gin up in my head that I can't do this or I try to do it and it's not coming easy or it's not, it's not coming at all. Then I figure it's all going to fall apart, house of cards style. Then I then I figure out then the puzzle just completely falls apart. Now now we've just got everything that was built. Every week I, I build a puzzle into something and I present it to you guys and yay, you guys like it. And then the next week I just got another puzzle to build. And I, and I know that sounds weird and this is two separate puzzle analogies, by the way, don't get confused. The show itself is a puzzle because I never know where the fuck it's going to go. I have bits and pieces and chunks in my head of things that I've done and things that I plan to do and that all comes together in this fucking show bouillabaisse. I make a verbal soup for you guys to swim around in and it's all exciting. However, I'm also talking about what's in my head and the way I react in my life and how it's a, it's a you just dump it out and you try to build it. It's, it's the puzzle. I have every piece I need for success. Um I have every piece I need. Like I said I, I would love to go do stand up. I want to go do things. I want to go but also at the same time there's this one there's 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 a puzzle that's not even a puzzle. It's just two pieces and it's so easy to put together. And that puzzle just is me sitting in my house, just sitting in my house and doing nothing in the quiet and reading. And and I did that. I did it last week and I felt so it felt so warm. It, it's a, almost like a drug itself. Last last week, uh, a week from today, Thursday, uh, I sat in my house because I had recorded the show. I did the live stream on Thursday night, and and you know what I did, man? After the live stream, I just I fucking uh, I I just I fucking lit. You know, I lit a candle. I got a candle going now. Jasmine morning, if you're interested. <laughs> By the way, that's this week's candle. We've got jasmine morning permeating the fucking air, and uh, and and I I'm I'm becoming this. This old person who, who 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 wants nothing to do with anything. And it's it's this apathy that I can't shake and I'm, I'm frightened by it. I won't lie because there is part of me that has wanderlust and wants to go do things. I want to travel. I want to meet you guys. I want to do shows. When I went to Toronto, I fucking loved it. I mean, I, I just had the best time when I went to Seattle. I, I went to the Pearl Jam shows and stuff. It was fantastic. I loved going. I mean, I especially the second day when I got to go with Graham and, and uh, Mike. I mean, I, I, that was fucking cool. But I have wind up being alone a lot. And I'm a good alone person, you know, um, but but then there are times when you wish you weren't alone, you know, <laughs> this is silly and dumb uh, and you're just guys you, and, and look, man, you got families, you got kids, you tune into me for a respite. You know what I mean? You're, you're not you're not wishing for me to go. And then boo hoo, this happened. And you're like, hey, motherfucker, I'm a cop. Hey, motherfucker, I dig ditches. Hey, motherfucker, I work in an office. My boss is a jag off and I get all that, man. And, I, and I'm with you and I empathize and, and I know that. And, I, and, and look, I lived that life. You know what I mean? When I had a job and I had, I had a boss who was a Jagoff dude, one time I was working on the pet show funniest pets and people. I don't even told, I don't know if I told the story. And I got called on the carpet by a producer who I had actually worked with on funny money. He was a producer. He was a great guy. I mean, I really got along with him. He was really cool. Um, he happened, I happened to meet him on, uh, on funny money. And so then it just so happened he became my producer at a, you know, literally a different production company, different production house. And he winds up being the producer on the clip show. It was fantastic. So I, I, I get along with him really great and everything's fine. But then one day, Uh, I, I, I don't even recall what happened. Like we pitched some jokes and they didn't work and I kind of bitched about it and I was bitching about it in my office where he could hear me. And I guess I wasn't really thinking I was just because, um, you know, me, I mean, look, I, uh, when it, when it comes, especially to jokes and comedy, I, I, I'm collaborative to a certain extent. But if you've got a a suit telling me, fuck that, that's not funny. You step in on funny money all the time. I I still love the notes. I was very happy. One of the things I did find as I went through my closets and stuff is I found the notes we got from Network. And one of my favorite notes I ever got, I've mentioned it on here. And this is another thing that that keeps me from doing this show. Is I feel like I'm just this fucking old man with these glory days stories who keeps talking in a goddamn circle, and and I just think that you guys are just going ah man fuck we heard this already dude we heard this already get some new fucking stuff uh, nobody cares that you're frustrated and sad nobody cares that your fucking head is a mess nobody get, nobody cares I, and and it's and look you care everybody cares that's the mantra of the show and you guys have been very nice to me but I know I know there are some people out there who wish I had a guest to talk to, to take the fucking edge off, or wish I was talking about something happy or, and, and I understand that. And, and I don't, wish to push you aside or alienate you. And I don't want to fucking lose anybody. I, I was just going to say, you know, I, I tried to do this show yesterday. I'm not kidding. I sat down Wednesday night. Uh, I sat down Tuesday night. I was going to do it. And then I had to text Max and go, look, man, I'm not going to get done by it. Cause he, he needs it done by 10 or ten thirty Midwest time to know what the artwork's going to be. And I sat down and I was recording and it was election night and I was distracted by that. And I already voted and, and I was looking at stuff and and, and I will not lie, I got my dick knocked in the dirt by paying attention to shit that happened in the fucking world. And then part of me is like, well, I'd like to do a show where I can actually talk about the election results. Maybe I can wait until Wednesday. But with the artwork, the way it works is I have to be done by Tuesday. And so I, I, I tried. I sat down. And then uh, and then it just I just knew I wasn't going to get done. So I wrote him and I go, hey, man, I I bought an extra half hour out of him because he was he's actually a little under the weather this week. And he was very nice. He said, yeah. But then I wrote him even like 15 minutes later. I go, fuck it, dude. I I just I can't. And he's just like, what happened? 830. And I'm like, which is my time? And he's like, "Um," I just said, no, I, I knew I know I won't be done. And, uh, and he's just like, cool. And I, and, and I, you know, cause I didn't want to put him through fucking waiting. And then I can't call and go, well, the show's 40 minutes uh, done. And then I might do that. Cause then he's just like, well, i I mean, he has no interest in doing art unless it's a completed show. And I totally get that. That's, and it's, it's respect I should have for him. I mean, I respect, you know, when I would go and, and go to Lily's house, I went there on the time that she needed me to be there. It's a lot of fucking talking in circles. I get it. I know, I know, I know. So, uh, but I'm going to talk you through my fucking head process. So when I knew I didn't have to get the artwork on Tuesday night, when I, I, I cleared Max and I basically released him, that meant I didn't have to do it Tuesday night. Uh, I did. I tried. I sat and I talked and, but then I was able to go, well, I've got some leeway and I got all day tomorrow when I can record this. So uh, all day yesterday, Wednesday, I just, uh, I, I, I was going to do it. And then I got to evening and I sat down and I kept dudes. I recorded this fucking show 15 times. Sometimes for two minutes, sometimes for eight minutes, sometimes for 10 seconds, sometimes and I just kept cutting it because I'm like, this isn't funny. Or I'd stumble on a word and I'd cut it like I'm holding myself to this weird standard of perfection. I'm holding myself to this weird thing where I, I've got to I got to nail it. I got to fucking nail it because otherwise everybody's gonna take off. And then your head just gets insidious and it just starts fucking barking at you. And then I'm like, well, you know what? I don't have any artwork this week, so the show's got to be. I got to really bring the fucking heat on this show because it doesn't have the artwork to carry it. It's not strong enough. And I'm and then and then your head forget it. Then the long knives come out. Then whatever the fuck happens, someone's just got a fucking axe in your head and they're chomping around in your skull. And uh, and I I stayed up and then I you know I like I said I tried 15 times. Then I pulled back and I was I it's not like I can look in TV as a distraction anymore. I don't have a fucking TV, but I'll go on the internet. I'll read, I'll do whatever. I'll kind of walk to shake my fucking head up. And I've had shows like this before that one time I read that David Foster Wallace book and, and, and it, that helped, you know, but this time I didn't even think of it. I was just like, fuck it. I'm going to make this happen. I'm going to make it work. Um, and then I was up all night and then, and I mean, when I say all night, I mean all fucking night and I, I would sit down at like four in the morning and try to do it. And then I'd pull away and I'd go sit in the chair in the living room and and I'd stare. I would just fucking stare in the quiet. And I'm like, all right, what is, and then in my head, I'm like, what is wrong with you, dude? What the fuck happened? And then, and then this guy shows up. Hey man, you know, everybody's going to fucking bail on you. You don't get this done, man. People are waiting for you. They fucking depend on you. They need you. You're supposed to fucking have the show up by tomorrow morning. Already you fucked it up by not getting the artwork. So now you're going to really fuck it up by putting out a show late or even fucking at all. And then in my head, I'm just like, well, I, all right, I got to fucking do this. And then I sit down and I stare at the microphone, like a blinking cursor. Like when you're trying to write a, a story or the, or the first joke or, or anything, a paragraph, you'll stare at a blinking cursor and it's death. It just mocks you. It's, it's just like a blinking clock at a VCR, but that you can set with three buttons. You can't change the blinking cursor until you, you do your work. So I stared at the microphone. I know it's my work. I'm looking at audacity. I did. How many voice tests did I do? I recorded. I I must've done 20 launches where I tried and then all night. Then it's five in the morning. Then it's six in the morning. Then it's seven in the fucking morning. And I'm like, man, I'm just, and I'm awake. I'm fucking awake. You know, I got, I got up Wednesday morning. I've been getting up at, you know, 10, 11 and going to the gym. But that's, that's another thing too. Fucking John got sick this week, the trainer. And so he canceled on me for Monday and he's like, maybe Wednesday, but I don't think so. So I could have gone to the gym myself, but I did not. I went, oh yay, I, I get that time off. I mean, I've become worse. I've, I've backslid into all the bad habits I had before that I had shaken, that I had actually kind of gotten rid of. Uh, and, and I don't, I don't know why. It, and, and then in my head, I get this fatalistic thing where I'm like, well, you know, there's no reason I don't do that. Well, you're fine. Well, you've got an hour. You can do this later. And and I give. I, and we've talked about it before. I give myself permission to fail. And and if you've been here since year one. I hate that it sounds like you're listening to me fall apart in real time because I'm I'm not I'm really not, um, I I I, <laughs> I I I I gotta fix it I gotta fix it and so you know as I sit up last night until I I think it was nine in the morning and then I finally went on on social media and I posted Hey look uh, <laughs> shows up later uh, Thank you for understanding You know this is Thursday morning early this morning and then I went to bed I went to bed at fucking nine thirty this morning. And, uh, and then I got up and I actually texted with some people and, and, and they were very nice and they're all trying to drag me out of it. And, you know, I talked to Jesuit and he's just like, man, fucking do it, do the show. And I'm like, I get that. You're absolutely right. And I just got out of the shower. I was going to eat something and do it. And then I, I, you know, I sat and I looked at the microphone and I just, and I just, I, I checked my voice a few times and checked levels and then. And then ran away and went, all right, you know what? I'll do this. I'm going to do it. And they make those arbitrary fucking deadlines. Well, I'll do it at five. Well, I'll do it at five 30. You know, how about six? I, it's just, it's, it's mental. Look, there's no doubt it's a mental thing. And it's funny. It's like it, Jesuit's like, Hey man, you should get some fucking pills or, and, and take the anxiety off or whatever the fuck. And, and, and I get that. And other people have reached out before and said, Hey, you should do Adderall. You should do these other things. And, and I mean, I don't, I don't know what it, I mean, look, I've done enough reading and research to think maybe it's like some low level depression combined with anxiety. And then, uh, but at the same time, I, I just, um, anxiety seems weird. Like, I mean, cause I guess that kicks in when I go to talk, but it's not like I'm anxious all the time. I mean, I'm, I'm living life and I'm not like, Oh, Oh no. Oh, when I think of anxiety, I think of fucking Daffy duck just kind of whoo 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 and all over the, hoo, 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 hoo. like, that's fucking, that seems anxiety. Like you're constantly keyed up and uh and i only get that way when i go to when i go to do my work but this shouldn't be work even though it is work because every week it's you know an hour and a half to a two-hour new fucking comedy show life show whatever the fuck show uh and then that's the thing is i build it up as this monolith in my fucking brain where i'm like well maybe they didn't like last week's because last week you know i didn't have anything really to bring to the table except i opened a bunch of stuff in the p.o box and then i'm like ah fuck well i probably let people down that week and then well i'm gonna let them down two weeks in a row and i i'm not kidding you I just kept when today when the show didn't go up, and then I slept, and then I woke up. The first thing I did was I checked the Patreon to see who canceled, because uh, <laughs> you guys are my bosses. So I was like, "Well, fuck, people have got to be bailing on me now." There's no doubt, you know. I mean, I, 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 and and it's it's such a weird way to be, you know. What I mean? But also that's part of the the, the reason, you know, because I I fucking care a lot. I do. I fucking care about this. I I I I, I don't want to care about the world. Like I don't want to care about stuff. But that's another thing I get sucked into. I get sucked into election day. And then I get sucked in all the today there's recounts and this bullshit and nonsense. And, and, and then I get angry over stuff that I shouldn't hold on. Ah, Jasmine morning. All right. I, uh, it's so mad about uh, it's, it's so, it's so dumb to be mad about this stuff. I, but it's because I immerse myself in social media. Literally. It's just, it's like, I, I like, I'm just poking myself with a fork, like an undone chicken and just letting it seep in. I, I just, I don't, you know, last week we had to, I had to hear about the caravan coming to this country, and they were going to destroy things, and they were on their way, and they were they were in boogeymen, and and then birthright citizenship, and all all these different things, and I and I, I get worked up because I I don't understand why people can't see what. That is why they can't see this is foolish and a ploy. And you know, even if that fucking caravan makes it here, you know what they're going to do? They're going to lay down a nap just outside the fence, and then probably they're going to ask to try to become citizens. They're going to try. They're not storming the fences. They're I mean, they're going to be fucking gassed from they're walking here from fucking Honduras or whatever the fuck. Um, but people like they're coming. They're going to take our jobs. They're going to kill us. And I and and but the I I knew it was just a cynical ploy to try to get people to vote the way they wanted them to vote on Tuesday. Um, just like people saying, oh, these guys are alt rights and they're Nazis and all these different things. I mean, it's all, it's all, everybody has their rhetoric that they amp up to try to get you to vote. Now, do I particularly, uh, I don't agree that the caravans coming to kill us, but do I believe that there are alt right and Nazis and a real problem in this country that I do? Yes, I do. I don't fucking get it. I don't understand it. I don't know how anybody could be fucking could look. I, 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 (laughs) another thing I did. I fucking, I saw I was here. Here's a good way to, to fix your head. This this will tell you a way to snap out of your funk. Go look at some Holocaust photos. You want to do that? You wanna, that's a real that's a real winner of an activity when you go fucking in the Internet and you just try to read up on history. And because and, that's what I was doing. I was reading on history and I was reading about the rise of of the Third Reich and how, you know, in. In 1932, they were still like looked upon. Some of them thought they were clowns, and then, and then some of them thought they were like still our friends, or they were like, oh, this is a good thing. It's just, and when you read the things that were said back then that are being said by the same people today, and you're like, did nobody learn? Did nobody learn? 80 years later, did nobody? You can't look at that stuff and say, oh yeah, look what happened. How can you see those photos and deny that that happened? Because another thing I have to read is that it's all a propaganda and it's foolishness. But then, uh. I read about our relationship now with with uh, I'm, not, I'm not I can't I can't get into Israel. What am I gonna do? See, because that's another thing, dudes. I I'm sitting here. I got I have the fucking Curtis Armstrong Revenge of the Nerd Booger biography on my desk, and you're gonna listen to me talk about Israel? Are you fucking joking? That's the dumbest thing. That's why I don't think that there's that anyone wants to hear my take on it because my take is that I don't understand. Okay, my take is that. I think it is so blatantly obvious that this stuff is ginned up to trick dumb people into voting a certain way. And, and I don't know how you can't see it coming. And I, I, I want to eat everybody. I want to burn everything down. I don't, I don't, you know, did I, did I vote for Democrats? Of course I did. That's who I voted for because I, I feel that you have to do something to fucking checkmate or at least put in check these motherfuckers who were ransacking our goddamn country. Cause I don't even, I don't even think they're Republicans. I think just think they're fucking mobsters. You know, I think they're they're doing this thing where, like I've, I've said many times before, the one thing he said he would do is he'd run this country like a business. And he is. He's running it like a mob business. They're banging it out the back door. And eventually, Robert Patrick, the rest of us, are all going to be nodding off in a fucking hotel lobby and get put in a car with all our belongings tied to the top, driving to fucking Canada. Because that's the only thing left to fucking do. And I don't know how people can't see that. And also, I don't like to talk about this on here because I know there are people who listen to this show who do support him and like him and are with him and whatever the fuck. And I've lost people. I mean, I had people that were friends on Facebook and I've had conversations with people in messages. They're like, you don't understand, or I've got to feel this way, or people who actually work in that industry or in the government or work for the police and, they're, and they don't like what I say. And so that that weighs on my head. That weighs on my head. It truly does. Like I I go to Twitter And, uh, and look, I I think Andy Richter is incredibly funny on Conan O'Brien. I think he's really funny. I thought he was funny on all of his shows. I, I, the Andy explains the universe, whatever the fuck he did. And then that, that detective show that he had, I, I, I like him. I think he's really funny. Um, and he's a good guy. I've met him. I get along with him and I agree with his politics, but I just, I, I see it. And it's just this, I, I just don't. And, and it's the same. (laughs) I'm walking a thin line here. Um, It's like we've, everything has to be about this. And that's why I don't want my show to be about this, but it's, it's affecting all of us in so many different ways. It's affecting me in, in, in really bad ways. And I, and cause here's the, here's the rub. Okay. I wish I could divorce myself from all of it. I don't want to pay attention to fucking any of it. I vote. I do my duty. I do what I can. But what I don't need is after I vote and then I, you know, I, I, I vote and I take my voting selfie. Like all of us are supposed to do mandated by law because I want to anyway, because I'm taking selfies of myself all the goddamn time. If I'm not taking a picture of a fucking stew, I'm taking a picture of me and, uh, and that's, but that's what I want. That's it's fun. We're entertainers We're and we're interacting with you guys and we're friends too. So it's a neat thing. And, and, and I, so I, I like doing it, but what I don't need is. You know, uh, first of all, it's my own fault. I bought into this, you know, the the blue wave and we're crashing down and we're changing everything. And I will tell you what, because I'm doing this on Thursday, I feel a lot better than I felt on Wednesday because uh, once Beto lost in fucking in in Texas and Gillum lost in Florida and then Abrams lost in Georgia, it just seemed like nothing else fucking mattered. And then you hear, oh, well, we flipped the house and then and, and it's like so fucking what we were supposed to flip the fucking house. And, and it's this thing. Like I, I will, I will, it's sports. It's just fucking sports. Remember the show I did about the bears. How could you forget? (laughs) I did that show about the fucking bears and how I, I, I just, I made the mistake of caring. I made the mistake of investing myself and then I that first week that game against Green Bay I was so let down I wanted nothing to do with it after that point I wanted to walk away I hid from sports radio I I wanted not to hear a word about it because I was so invested I allowed myself to care and I I just got punched in the cock and it was just like whoa man did that suck Well I did that with this bullshit election I I I allowed myself to get completely you know roped in to where I was like and and look I knew Beto wasn't going to win because it's Texas. No offense. I, I've been to Austin many times, which I guess isn't really Texas. What do you want to think about it? It's this weird island of New York floating around in Texas with Texans in it. Um, but the rest of Texas, man, I've driven through it. it. It's it's you know what? It's vast and it's empty. And that if that doesn't say Ted Cruz, I don't know what the fuck does so of course they're going to vote for that motherfucker and i know they're not going to vote for the for the the young dude with the jeans but here so here's the deal i didn't think he was going to win anyway but then when he loses i have to read about i have to read all of the people gnashing and you know rending of garments and they're furious and they're upset and then immediately they pivot to you're a rock star beto you're going to run in 2020 for president <laughs> what? what 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 the fuck now, does that make sense? Because he had so much national support from people here who were sending money to his campaign in Texas. Yes. But that guy couldn't carry one of the 50 states. You're telling me now that he's going to be the president guy. I And look, I, this could be I'm a, I'm a victim of my own ignorance here. I don't know a fucking thing about that guy, except he was arrested for a DUI once. He was in a punk band once. He took a photo in a dress once. He's got great hair and he rides a skateboard. That's it. And he swore on TV the other day. That, that's what I know about this fucking guy. But they're like, he's the guy we're going to rally around. And I, and and look, I recognize that's my fault for immersing myself in social media and caring about what people have to say about that sort of stuff. Um, but but reading that you're a hero, you're just a hero. Everybody's a hero. How come everybody's a fucking hero in this country? No matter what, anybody takes a bad beat. They're a hero because they tried. You're not you're not a hero because you tried anymore. Am I a hero because I finally on Thursday, am I recording this show? No, I fucked up. I was supposed to be done by Wednesday night. Uh, I'm supposed to be done by fucking Tuesday night. I'm not a goddamn hero. Do your fucking job. I've talked about it a million times. And this is the grandfather of me because it scares the shit out of me because I I see the wave of people who are like, no, man, you're a hero. You do this and you tried. You gave it your best shot. You gave it your best effort. And and that's contrasted with the win at all fucking costs, motherfuckers. And I don't want to be one of the win at all costs, motherfuckers either. I don't I don't want to be everybody gets a trophy and I don't want to be fuck you win or nothing. Uh, cause I see like I, to go back to the sports analogy, you know, the bears are five and three, they're having a good season. It's fun, but I have to read stuff on social media now. The, and there's the key word have to, I don't have to fucking do anything, but I do. I read fans who still hate Trubisky and they hate them. And everybody's like, well, Trubisky's got, he's got like 16 touchdown passes, only four interceptions. And they're like, yeah, because offense is up all over the league. Defenses won't let him play. He still stinks. And these are bear fans. They, they just don't know what to do with a good quarterback. They don't know how to be happy about having a good team. They don't know how to deal with it they're five and three. Everybody's well, they should have beat the fucking Dolphins. They should beat the fucking Packers. We, you know, we could be seven and one right now. All right. We should have lost to the Cardinals. Jesus fucking Christ. Can't you just enjoy it? Can we just enjoy the ride? Can you enjoy the ride? That's, that's the thing is there's no, there's no time to breathe. There's no space to collect your thoughts and go, all right, man, you know what? Fucking nice job. Like it's, you know, when I used to play f- sports, when I'd play softball or whatever on the weekend, you know, you, you had, you're in the field, everything's happening. You're getting your brains beat in. And you know what? You got to the dugout and you got to laugh and joke and, and have a beer or a, or a soda. And, and there was that still that camaraderie that's gone. It's just fucking gone. It's just, it's because who cares if we get beaten softball? So fuck, them on. Who cares if the bears lose? I mean, that's the thing. You shouldn't, you shouldn't be that care. And, and I understand it's life and death. This is the true white privilege in me coming out and I, I understand that I understand that African Americans and and Latinos and everybody else I, I and by the way I said Latinos because I, I've been told that Hispanics is bad now is that true I don't know I don't know and and when that happens I just I want to wrap myself in a fucking monk's robe and hide. When I, because if I say the wrong fucking thing, I'm going to get somebody mad at me who I don't want mad at me, somebody I love and respect. And, and I'm, I'm, cause I'm trying to be, it's not even showing deference. I'm trying to, to be, but that's the thing. You can't be everything to everybody. You can't be everything to all people. You try and I try. And that's the thing is I can't. There are things I don't like. There are things I don't understand. And, but because of this, because I have this show and I, and I've become someone who knows a lot of you guys, I, I'm in my head, I'll be like, well, I know that person won't like this because they've written me. And, and that's such a, such a bad way to to conduct a career, (laughs) let alone (laughs) your life. I mean, it, it's, you can't do that. You have to be you. And I mean, I say a bunch of dumb, crazy shit all the fucking time, but I always do think in my brain where I'm like, fuck did that, man, I wonder if that, that might have upset somebody. And I never used to think like that the first fucking, you know, certainly seven years of this. I never thought that. And, and uh, I, I won't lie, man. When, when I started dating Jill, I started to worry about everything that I said on the show because I didn't want to hurt her feelings because I hurt her badly through the show. Once I fucked up And, and, uh, and then it, it, and that ax was poised over my fucking head for the next five years because I fucked up and then I, I'd said it, I talked about it on the show and, and then it became a thing. And so then I became this guarded dude or I'd spin things a different way from how I truly felt when this shows is, is supposed to be it. It's just supposed to become becomes fucking exploding on me. But also I am growing as a person. I'm not the same guy now that I was when I was 40 in 11 years, I've been through a divorce. I've, I've been through hurting, you know, Karen badly. And she left reconnecting with her. I dated Jill and I, and I got fucking smashed into the rocks on that goddamn thing. And, uh, but also I have to deal with the fact that she tells everybody that I, I'm the one who smashed her into the fucking rocks and you don't care about it. Nobody cares. I know. I get it. Um, but but I, I just I've been through a lot. So I've, I've changed who I am. I've changed. I'm not the same dude that I was, but the world has changed. So I'm trying to adapt. I'm trying to be all things to everybody. And that's a bad thing. But I, I know everybody's like, oh, just be you and all. And that and was very nice. People wrote me today and they're like, dude, we, you know, we care about you. We love you. We want to hear what you have to say and what you think. And as a, it used to be a running joke where I'm like, hey, man, everybody's cool until they get a turn in the barrel. Like I, I will tell here's an example. Last week, um, a listener, Jeff, he sent me a dash cam and, and, uh, you know, I, I talked about it on the air <laughs> and I, I, I was me. I, I, cause I was very grateful and I loved the fact that he sent it, but there's no directions for it. So now he also, me, is I don't want it, to, it, it, like I said, I don't want to do algebra. Because he, he even said, he's like, you can Google the, the directions online and there's the book. And I'm like, well, th-, so then I got to bring the laptop to my car when I Google it and then I got to hook it up. Like, I mean, it's this... I I will I don't give a fuck how tall or small your gift horse is. I hope he's got room in his throat for my head because I'm not just going to look. I'm going to fucking stare. I'm not going to look in his mouth. I'm going to stare down his gullet right into his fucking gift horse stomach because that's who I am as a dude a lot of the time. And I don't want to be that guy and I don't want to upset people. It's nice that they think of me. It's beautiful that he would send me. He sent me a fucking dash cam. Are you kidding me? He saved me at least 150 bucks. That's fucking phenomenal. So now I bitch though. I bitch because I've got to Google it and I've got to find the fucking thing and I got to hook it up and all this I mean, it's like you can't, you can't do a good thing. It doesn't get unpunished for me. You know, you do something nice and then I fucking tear you apart on the show. I'm having fun. I think I'm being silly, but also on the show, I try to be as, as close to me as I possibly can. And you know who I am? I'm a guy who doesn't want to do any fucking work. I'm a guy who wants everything done for him. I still have artwork and frames here because I'm waiting for Pat to come over so we can figure out where we're going to hang stuff because he's the fucking handyman guy who's helping me the fuck out. Now, should I be just going ahead and hanging up my own artwork and doing the fucking stuff? And I, yeah, probably. You know, I bought, I had to buy a printer. I had to get a new printer and that arrived in my head. I'm like, Oh man, I wonder if Pack can help me hook this up. Fuck you, man. Hook up your printer. Have some fucking balls, grab your dick and hook up your fucking printer. Who the fuck are you? Be a man. And that's the thing is I walk that weird line of what's a man and who's a man and am I just bitching like a ninny and, and so so Jeff sends me this fucking thing and, it, and it's really I mean it's that's think about that again he sent me a fucking dash cam something I've told stories on here getting punched in the fucking head and my in my car and I don't want to do that fucking job but now this is another layer of protection keeping me from having bad things happen to me on the job that I right now have to do in order to stay alive and what did I do I made fun of Jeff. I made fun of it. Now, look, I also thought I was making fun of me because clearly I'm grateful that I would get such a gift from a guy like that. And Jeff's been listening to the show a long fucking time. So in my head, I'm like, well, that guy knows what's up and he hears me and he knows that I'm teasing and I'm making fun of myself because everybody knows what a fucking curmudgeon I've turned into all the fucking time, even though I've been this curmudgeon my whole fucking life when it comes to this kind of stuff. Because you know what? I did the same fucking thing two years ago when Chuck sent me a GoPro. There's a guy named Chuck. I was going to Kuwait in 2016. He's like, hey, dude, you gotta bring this GoPro and fucking film all this stuff. I'm like, dude, this is fantastic. I open the box, there's no directions or anything. I don't know how to fucking use this thing. I don't know what's a lens cap. I don't know what's a fucking GoPro. I don't know what's a fucking camera stand. I don't know what's a cord, a plug-in, a USB. I don't I don't know any of it. It's just a box full of metal as far as I'm concerned. But I would have to do the work. I'd have to Google it and find out what's what and see where everything went. And in my head, I'm just like, yeah, I uh, I'm probably not gonna do that. This guy sent me a fucking GoPro, damn it. To go and capture amazing things in a in a in a faraway land. Uh, by the way, a trip that I was that Ahmad was gracious enough to bring me out there for. I mean, it was like it's not like I broke my ass to go to fucking Kuwait. I do this show. This show got me to Kuwait. This show got me to Japan. This show has brought me to Boston and Atlanta and Seattle many times, and and fucking Toronto many times, and Portland many times, and Austin several times, and Chicago and fucking everywhere, man. This show has brought me to these places, and th- this show this show brought all of you into my life. And yet I, I, so that's why I don't want to do a disservice. That's why I don't want to make it something bad. I don't want to, I don't want to sit frozen and turn it into this fucking obstacle or this work or this thing that I have to fucking do. So then when I don't put it out on time, I fucking kill myself, man, I kill myself over it. I just sit there and I, and I laugh if you were, if you were here, I, you know, I should just record that shit. I should just record me talking to myself in a chair and going, what the fuck is wrong with you, man? Like, what has happened to you? Why are you doing this? And then doing those out loud pep talks from like, you know what? Just sit down and open it up. Just fucking flip a switch and talk. Cause Max says it all the time. He goes, just fucking talk. And, and yeah, I know. I fucking know. Just fucking talk. That's what I do. That's what I can do. That's what I always do. But then. My brain recently has been telling you why you don't do that right. And I know I've talked about this on here before, and you have to be fucking sick of me at this point, just wringing myself out and, and opening a fucking vein and bleeding into the goddamn microphone because you got your own problems. You got sick kids. You got tenuous jobs. You got shaky cars. You got all that fucking stuff. And and look, do I have that stuff? I like got shaky car, certainly. But I mean, I don't have a sick kid. I don't have I don't have a fucking job that well, I mean, I do. I'm fucking I'm one literally one bad accident away from losing this job forever. And then I'm fucked. I mean, when I, when I sit there and I pondered how close I am to fucking homelessness, but aren't we all, aren't we all, aren't we all one devastating injury or one fucking disease away from that? I hate that. I wish that wasn't the case. Um, You know, I, I have some friends who, who unfortunately the same thing just happened. And there was, there was some medical stuff that happened and now they are, they are, it's become a coin flip instantly. Their life, their mortgage, everything just kind of went, went up for grabs and, and they're genuinely worried. And so I, I want to help. I want to do what I can for them. I want to do everything I can. And and what I can do, by the way, is be true to myself and make some money and try to help them out that way or whatever the fuck I got to do on this show. But at the same time, I'm the, I'm in the same boat. You know, if you, if you really, like I said, you try to spin things into victories. I've been trying to look at things a different way. And, and, you know, the very fact that I've been able to pay my rent on my own and live in Los Angeles and, and have comedy fund at least at least half, if not two thirds of my expenses since 2013. That's a fucking victory. That's a fucking triumph. And also I have to do this. I have to, I have to double down and go, well, you know what? If you tried harder, you could probably do a whole lot fucking better. Because all you do is you put out a podcast every week. And, I, and look, I know it's not all you do. I do it, and I'm very excited to do it, and I'm happy to do it. But in the, as, as far as an entertainer, I mean, I could hustle. I could go do stand-up. I could do, do, do those things. And, I, and you guys don't want to hear it. You know, you don't want to hear me going, well, I'm going to go out and do comedy one of these days. Woohoo! Uh, well, I mean, you, you got to fucking do that. You can't just sit there and, and hide in your place and, and, and fucking say, well, I'm going to do that someday and then not do it. Because then you look like a fucking dope. So I look like a dope. You know, I, 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 we're all in it. We're all in the fucking stew. We're all ready to get fucking, we're all a coin flip. All of us. I don't have any fucking rich listeners who are fucking making billions of dollars and can fucking just live their life without worry. We all worry all of us. And so it seems disingenuous for me to come and tell you my worries and tell you that I don't think I can do this or I couldn't do that. Jeff sends me that camera. Chuck sent me a fucking GoPro. So I make fun of Jeff last week on the show and I'm making fun of me too. Cause again, I'm making fun of the fact that I'm a child that I don't know the first fucking thing about plug this in and Google this and look at that. I can, I've done it. And like I said, I've become a guy who, when I make those leaps, I I'm proud of it. Even though it's not stuff to be proud of really, as I get, as which is thrown into my face. Um, you know, I've talked about it before when I, when I made dinner for, for Jill a million years ago. I was, I was so happy. I put the steak dinner on fucking Facebook and then my buddy Pat's just like, Oh, so you want a round of applause for something I do every fucking night for my kids. And in my head, I'm like, yeah, you're right, man. This is fucking stupid. Like I, why, why do I care? Why, why is this a triumph for me? It's not because I'm living like a human. Mex cooks for his family every night. In addition to doing music, in addition to doing artwork, in addition to having a thriving business through his website. I mean, I, I can't, I can't hold a candle to that. He doesn't want to hear me bitch that I couldn't fucking talk. You know, I mean, I I get it. You guys, you, you work overtime, you work jobs, you come home, you're, you know, maybe you don't have enough gas. Maybe you're eating a frozen dinner. Maybe one week you got to eat fucking, you know, the same, you got to stretch the soup or you got to stretch a steak or whatever. Your kid's sick and he comes home from school and, and, and you don't want to hear me whining, man. I'm an entertainer. Ostensibly. I thought I was, (laughs) I used to be. So I put that pressure on myself when I sit down to talk, you know, and I just go, well, you know, and I, I shouldn't and it doesn't happen all the time. Sometimes I just fucking fire away and then we talk about me fucking in a corn maze and that happens. Sometimes we get Martin, we get Martin Scorsese scarcoma, maybe we get that happen or sarcoma, whatever the fuck it was, you know, back when that stuff happens, when I just unleash, it's fucking beautiful. Um, and I'm certainly, this is just me unleashing, but in a different kind of way, you know what I mean? I'm not, I'm not, I'm not talking downhill and doing a bunch of, this is not unleashing the bees. This is, this is more trying to explain why the bees exist, I guess, uh, Because this shit fucking flies through my head all the time. I don't give a fuck if I'm driving people. I don't give a fuck if I'm sleeping. I don't give a fuck. I mean, dude, when I finally crashed this morning at 9, I had a fucking dream about being on the radio and getting fired. Like, I, I, I know that was about this. I know it was. I had a dream about I had a radio show and it was very successful and I had a dream of that and I got pulled in and I got fired anyway, because even though it was successful and the guy was just why, like why? And he's like, well, we're just we don't want to talk about it. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And I, it's weird. I haven't remembered a fucking dream in years years i mean i can record i can you know remember snippets but i mean this one i know i know the dialogue i sat in this fucking guy's chair and the guy it was almost like talk radio with bogosian because the dude looked like alec baldwin he had the slick back hair in a suit and he's just like yeah we can't he we can't keep you and i said why and he's like well we, we just we don't want to get into it and i'm like what do you mean i said the show's great people love it why would you do this and he just went yeah well we'll just escort you out like and they had they kicked me out of the fucking building and i'm like what the hell man and then, weirdly enough, I wound up in a fucking adult bookstore. I don't, even, I don't even know how the fuck that happened. It was like, I got scooped up by fans. This is, you'll laugh because I got scooped up by fans of my radio show who were waiting for me outside. And they saw me be let out with a box of my belongings. They're like, oh, dude, come with us. And then I wound up in an adult bookstore with them, seeing crazy shit happen. Not even like an adult bookstore, more like a fucking sex club because there was all sorts of weird shit happening. And I'm like, this is fucking weird. And then and, uh, but and then all of the people who brought me there, then like everybody broke off and had sex. I didn't. I got, they sat me on a chair. It's fucking, you ever see those chairs at the airport where you get your shoes shined? All right. They sat me up in a chair that high and I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to get fucking high chair blowjob. It's going to be fantastic. No, they just put me up there so I could watch all the craziness and they wanted me to talk about it. Like it was, I, and tell me what that dream means, man. They brought me to a sex club so they could all have sex, but they wanted me to watch and describe everything that I was seeing while they were doing it. Uh, that's gotta, that's gotta relate right to this, right? That's gotta be some sort of fucking metaphor. And I just, I woke the fuck up. I finally woke up and I'm like, what the fuck, man? That was crazy. And I'd only been asleep for like two hours at that point. And then I was like, fuck this. And I, I, I then I reset my alarm and, uh, and wound up crashing out. Um, yeah, man, I, I, so I don't, I, I don't. I apologize. I will, I will apologize to you guys because this became this. I apologize for being tardy. I apologize for making you experience this nonsense. Nobody wants to hear me tearing off scabs, man. And look, you're all very nice. And people are going to write me and go, no, man, I'm right there with you. And you're going to send support and things. And, and, and that's great. But it's so funny. I I wind up shaming myself because of that, because then in my head, I'm like, well, they think that I did this because I want them to reach out. And that's not the case. That's not the case at all. You know I'm I'm just doing this because honestly I fucking had to. I mean I it's it's I you know this show there's no script and in my head, I had snippets of stuff to talk about. I had snippets of stuff to think about. And and now it's Thursday. So now, what's funny is, like I said, I was so fucking down about the election yesterday. I was like, "What the fuck, man? Why did I even bother caring?" But then I started to read more about it, and I'm reading that we that we fucking that Democrats wound up winning a lot of stuff at the state level. They wound up winning judges and things like that. But then in California, dude, I went and voted. You know what the fucking they had measures here, or whatever they uh, uh, propositions, whatever the fuck, dude. They had a prop. They had a proposition here. To, uh, to have animals not in small cages, to make sure that animals used for food or whatever the fuck could have more room to like walk around. And, and California voted yes on that. We love chickens. So that was basically, I'm going to call that proposition, we love chickens. So they gave chickens the equivalent of a two-bedroom cage. They were like, ah, we can't clamp these motherfuckers up. Sure, we're going to eat them eventually and all of their eggs, but let's make sure they're comfortable while we do it. There was also a measure on the ballot that wanted to abolish uh, rent control. Uh, I'm sorry. I wanted to, uh, it wanted to, uh, the way the, the, the verbiage of it on the, on the, you know, I'm going to fucking read it. Hold on. I'm going to grab it because I was like, what the fuck? When I read it, I was like, this doesn't make any fucking sense, but it was, uh, it's a proposition and it says, all right, praise yourselves for this. I can't believe I'm reading a proposition on this goddamn show. Prop 10 had uh, it was expands local government's authority to enact rent control on residential property initiative statute repeals state law that currently restricts the scope of rent control policies that cities and other local jurisdictions may impose on residential property. So basically it, it, it repeals because I get with the repeals and restricts, you're Like, or is that a double negative? I got to really piece this out. But what it does is it basically it took away the state law that was restricting rent control. So it was going to institute more rent control because man, we are fucked here. Oh, we also had on the ballot help homeless people with more like different housing that passed, but rent control destroyed. It was completely defeated. And, and I'm like, well, hold on, hold on a second here. You're giving a chicken a two bedroom apartment. But you're telling people that that fucking landlord can raise their rent double in a month. Like I mean, I don't. I read it. I was just like, who the who did? And it passed by a ton. It was like sixty five thirty five. I'm like, did you not read this properly? And then in my brain, I go, wait a minute, did I not read it properly? But everything that I read said it was a good thing. It was it was something that we needed to do because it put a check and a balance on fucking landlords because. You know, I, I just found out like someone here in my building is paying $1,700 for a, for a one bedroom or something like that, or 1750. I just heard, and I heard them talking about it on the balcony and they've been here a while. So I don't know what the new ones are going for. Uh, I mean, I, you know, and I'm lucky enough that I got in here and I had rent control and shit like that. And that's one of the reasons they want to chase me the fuck out is because a, you know, they want they just put in a new fucking uh, rug. They want to get like, a real person to fucking use it. But also bi am I'm keeping them from money. Like every month, I'm sure they see me as this walking fucking dollar sign, man. But I, I, I voted for that in California and then it got destroyed, but yet we're going to make sure that fucking snakes have, have a bigger tube or whatever the fuck. And not that we're eating snakes. Although we will eventually with the way the voting went all over this fucking country, eventually we're going to be eating snakes. We're going to wind up at some camp somewhere, just fucking cut heads off and strip their and making boots and shit. I mean, that's just, and I'm, um, I, (laughs) And then last night, man, we have another shooting. We have a shooting here in California and people were very nice on the Joker's page. They reached out because they weren't sure if I was going to be, you know, because I'd been driving and then the show didn't go up. So people are like, what the fuck? And I, and so, like I said, before I crashed, I wrote down, Hey, you know, I'm alive. But at the same time, I'd been to that bar. I have picked up and dropped off people in that bar. It's, it's not close to my house, but it's, it's like 27, 30 miles from my house, but I have picked up and I have dropped off at that bar. I told a story. A couple of weeks ago that I dropped off, I talked to a lawyer who was talking to me about, you know, possibly he's like, well, would you need a guy in retainer in case you say something dumb on your show? And I dropped him off at a wedding and he was real nice, tipped me 20 bucks, super cool guy. But, uh, but after I dropped him off, I wound up having to go to that bar and pick somebody up and I wound up trapped in the thousand Oaks area, picking up people and then wound up dropping off and picking up at that bar one night, like four times. So I know it existed. And uh and I saw that last night in the midst of trying to record, in the midst of all of this stuff that was happening in my head, I'm just like, man, what the fuck? What the what the fuck is happening? And then immediately seeing people defend guns and the Second Amendment and stuff. And look, I don't want to get into this shit. All right. I'm buying look, I'm buying a gun. I'm not buying it this fucking week, but I'm gonna have to get one. I'm gonna buy a gun, I'm gonna learn how to fucking shoot it. And and just because I think that makes sense. I, I think uh, especially now, because today they're recounting in Florida, they're recounting in Arizona, they're recounting in fucking uh, in Georgia. They're doing all these different things about it for the Senate and the governor and for the agriculture commissioner and all this kind of shit. And also, like I'm reading stuff where like some places they had uh, like the the ballots were were wet, so they, they couldn't count them right away with the machines. I mean, all this dude, all of that shit's going to keep popping up. It's all going to be excuses. And eventually it's just, this whole this whole country is just is just a crockpot. And there's a lid on it and it's on. And it's just a matter of when, you know, and, and when, cause again, it's not going to be, we're not going to get a tasty meal out of it where they're just going to leave it on and ignore the fact. And then like, you know, they're going to, you ever leave a crock pot on for like four days and forget it. No, of course not. Nobody has. You ever, <laughs> you ever kicked in the head with an iron boot? No, of course not. Nobody has. You know what I mean? Like I, one time when I was a kid, we put on a kettle for my mom. Like my mom wanted us to boil water for her to have tea or whatever the fuck. And we went to bed and, uh, and all of a sudden, like we woke up, I don't know, it was fucking hours later. I don't know what the clock said, but I smelled fire and smoke. I was like, what the fuck is going on? So I went downstairs. My mom had fallen asleep with the kettle on the fucking electric stove. So it wasn't a fire. Okay. It was one of those electric burners. You know what I'm talking about? With the fucking, it looks like a coiled spring sideways. So uh, my mom fell asleep. So I go in the kitchen and the fucking dude, this fucking thing is Red. The kettle is red. It was, it was silver. It's like red, hot looking fucking, it's like all fucking red on the tip and stuff. And so I turned off the burner, but there's like kind of like this acrid smell in this smoke. And I was like, holy shit. So I grabbed a, a, like a fucking oven mitt and I went to take it off of the, uh, off the stove. And I, I went to lift it. Cause you know, you just lift a kettle off. I'm going to put it in the sink and run water on it. Dude, I pulled the thing off. There's, there's nothing in the kettle. I pull up the, the kettle and it comes off fine. But the bottom of the kettle is welded to the fucking oven, to the stove, to the burner, whatever the fuck. It's literally it had had cooked it off of the bottom of the kettle and melted it all over the fucking burner because it had been on the burner for like three hours. So, yeah, the the whistle didn't wake her up and the water fucking evaporated. And then the fucking kettle itself was was basically melting and red hot. So I threw that thing in the fucking sink, and I was like, "Holy shit! Look at that, man! What a fucking mess!" So, so that's that's what this country is, man. This country is is a kettle that was put on, and and nobody's checking it. It's just getting hotter and hotter and we're, you know, we are, I'm going to mix metaphors. We're the, we're the kettle from my childhood, but with a frog inside, we're all the frogs. You ever hear that story about when you boil a frog in water, like if you throw him in boiling water, he's going to be like, fuck you, man, he's pissed. But if you put him in like water that's cold and then you turn it up and it keeps heating up, he's dumb. He's just like, yeah, this is okay. It's kind of like a jacuzzi. And eventually you got fucking frog soup because he doesn't know enough to get out of the boiling water. And I'm, I'm just in my head. I'm like, man, I you know, I can't get out of the boiling water. I'm here. I'm stayed. I'm dug in like a tick. I've talked about Canada as a goof and I and, and but not as a goof. I would love to go, but I mean, what am I going to do up there? I can't Uber there. That's a German word and they speak French. I don't even think they fucking have it up there for fuck's sake. Is there like an Uber? Could I go do that up there? But also, I'd love to do this show. I'd love to make comedy money. I'd love to do that kind of thing. And you know, I I when I I read my SATV book and they got some like fucking outpost with a barn where they put on their own sketches and just send in the tapes. That shit doesn't happen anymore, man. But I'm getting a gun. I have to. We all have to. That's the problem. We all have to. A lot of people already have them. I'm reading shit about this dude last night who fucking he's just he's just a marine who's, who's a little bananas. He doesn't have an agenda because that's everybody. Everybody says this shit we're like oh my god it's these fucking domestic terrorists they've got all these you know agendas and they're mad about politics. I was actually it was refreshing to me that this guy didn't have a fucking agenda. I was actually thrilled with the fact that he was just a nut because we used to just have nuts. Now everyone's got a manifesto. Everyone thinks, hey, look at me. How important am I? You got to check out the bullshit that I wrote. Look at my chicken scratch scrawlings or my typing on my Facebook page and look at the memes I generated. Get the fuck out of here. You're going to go kill people, kill people. Don't leave four memes behind for me to put together a puzzle. Again, I hate puzzles not interested, man. I don't want to fucking solve your puzzle. You're a bad fucking guy. The end. You don't need to fucking tell me you're bad with some fucking rebus. Just kill somebody. You want to go kill 10 people, 15 people, 30 people. Cool. Go ahead. But don't leave me a rebus to fucking put together afterwards so I can realize somehow you, you, uh, you trace it to the Armenian genocide, making you sad. Fuck that man. (sighs) I don't want to hear that fucking the caravan was coming. So I had to go into a synagogue and shoot 12 people. Fuck you. You cocksucker. Just, you know what? Just eat a fucking bullet. If the caravan's coming and it's going to ruin your life that much. What do you You think? You're going to wage a one man war. You're not fucking Batman. Who the fuck are you? The punisher fucking holster. Those instincts. If you think you're going to hurt somebody, hurt yourself. Go jump off a fucking bridge, man. Nobody else wants to deal with that shit. Fuck your rebus. Fuck your meme and fuck your solo crusade. Nobody fucking cares. Anybody, anybody doing that shit. But of course, that happens last night and the first thing people start tweeting, he's a Middle Eastern young man who wound up with smoke bombs. Of course, what's the left gonna say about that? The left isn't gonna say a fucking thing. You know what the left should say? The same thing the right should say. Fuck, what a drag. I feel terrible for all the people who were killed and their families. That's what you should fucking say. Nobody should try to score any fucking points. Don't do a fucking touchdown dance because the red the, the guy wore a t-shirt with Che Guevara on it. What the fuck, man? what have we become? And that shit ping pongs around my fucking skull and it climbs into my head. And you know what I want to do? Like I said, I want to light a Jasmine morning and just fucking hang out in my house and read. That's all I want to do. Last Thursday was so peaceful in my house. I just, I just fucking, I turned, I had one light on one lamp and I had the door open. It was like a nice breeze. And I just, I just sat and I fucking, and I read, And I, you know, I read, I read some long articles about movies. I mean, did I read a book? No, I I actually cheaped out and used the fucking laptop or cheated out. I should say not cheaped out laptop costs more than books, but I just, I had this, this weird me time because I finished the live stream. I finally sat down at like nine o'clock and then I went to bed at two. I spent five hours reading. And then the next morning I got up and I went to the gym and I felt fucking great. And then Saturday I went to see the struts with Randy. She's fucking doing well. She got her new apartment. I went down and checked that out. So I got in the car Saturday. I drove down to see her. I saw her new place. She and I went to the fucking concert in Anaheim, went and saw the struts and they were fucking amazing. And I was feeling good. I was, I was, I was feeling great. I got up and watched the bears on Sunday. And, uh, but, I. but I, but I kept coming back to that instinct of cocooning and staying away. And then I would I'd wind up exposing myself to social media poison and the election and what was going to happen. And I, and then I got in my head and then, then I started thinking about money and what I needed to do for money and how I needed to make some money. Well, I got to go drive. Well, you know what? I didn't want to drive because I had just driven a ton the fucking previous week and I was going to decompress a little bit. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and fucking hang out. And then I didn't drive. And then this week came along and I didn't drive because I fucking was like, all right, well, I've got money. I can get through a couple of weeks of not driving, but now I mean, but if I did it, but if I set a schedule, if I set a recording schedule where I drove, if I had a driving schedule and a recording schedule, if I had structure, if I had something in my life that made it work, but I've never had that, I've never fucking had it. I don't know how to do it. I mean, I do, you know, when I was losing all that fucking weight, I was really dedicated, man. I would get up, I'd run, I'd lift. I did all that kind of shit and I was doing good with the food and all that. And and then I backslid into who I am. And like I said, man, I am haunted now because I am reliving my past. I mean, I might be alone now doing it, but you know what? Food is food is now it's, it's now an object. It's not, it's not just fuel. It doesn't just keep me alive. It's now a fetish again. And it it's made me like, I, I use it as a distraction. I use it to distract because I always distract myself from this show or from doing work that I'm supposed to do. I'll be, I'll sit down to do something. And I'm like, well, you know what? I'll just have, you know what? I'll eat something beforehand or, you know what? I'll go get something to eat or I'll go do this. And, and, uh, you know, like I, 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 as of July first, I wanted to do the rebirth. I wanted to go ahead and start cooking for myself. I got that cast iron pan. Fuck, I haven't even seasoned the goddamn thing. A listener named Alan was fucking cool as hell. He told me how to season it, and I, and I've googled it online. I've I found a way to do it, and I should, I could, I would. I mean, I cooked all last week. I made steak and eggs three, four fucking times. I mean, I I, I was I was happy. I was excited. I was making progress. Um, and I can't explain what what takes me over. I can't explain what 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 is gray in my head that makes me just. Just I, I, cause I, I talked to Shannon about it and it's scary as fuck. And I've, I've probably talked about it on here and I know this is me repeating myself and you're probably look, if you're even still listening, thank you. I'm happy. All right. I'm glad. Um, but I'm sure you checked out because again, nobody wants to hear me fucking wind myself up and tell you what's wrong with me because you've got your own lives, you've got your own problems, you got your own shit that you're going through. It's fucked. So nobody wants to hear me tell them, oh, well, bu- by the way, it's so hard for me to do show talking and stuff like that and, and you're just being like, well, motherfucker, you know what I do? I work at UPS and I got to load cars for eight hours, Look at fucking trucks with packages and shit. Look at the calluses on my hands. My knees hurt all the fucking time. I got to wear a back brace. No, I, dude, I hear you. I get it. I get it. Cause you know what? If I couldn't do this, I'm, I'm doing that, but I'm also, I'm Ubering. So I'm doing the, essentially the same kind of work. I'm sitting in one fucking spot for 12 hours a day when I go, but that's the thing is I don't because I want to make enough money and I'm like, all right, but instead of making more money and getting, like I said, I broke my ass for two, three weeks, driving every fucking day to go ahead and try to make a, a dent in my taxes. And I was able to pay off one year and pay a chunk of another year and then pay another chunk that I owe to my accountant. But now, you know, the last two weeks I, and then I had to get a fucking fridge And it's just that thing where you just kind of get ground down a little bit where you go, man, fucking always never ends, never fucking ends. And that's fine. There's no reason it should end. There's no finish line. There's no arbitrary. Well, I finally got what I wanted. But that's why Thursday last week was so great. I had a fridge. I had done a live stream and a podcast. I was excited about last week's media output. I two, a live stream was two hours over two hours last Thursday and it breezed by. I had fun talking to people. Everybody was great. We're having fun talking, looking at my apartment, having questions answered and just the bees are unleashed and I got to talk and have fun and I loved it. I love it because I love doing this when I can sit down and I just fucking get out of my own goddamn way. I'm good at this and nobody else can do what I do. It's fucking fantastic and I love it. And yet there's another guy who comes along and goes, "Ah, ha ha, everybody can do what you do. And nobody cares about what you do. And nobody thinks that you're any good. And I don't know why the fuck that dude, I don't know why that cheddar goblin lives in my fucking brain, but he does. He's in there. And I try to fight him the fuck off. And I, you know, he's like, you know what he's like, this is going to sound fucking weird. (laughs) He doesn't look like as I hope, but it's almost like you ever see those commercials with that mucinex monster. When someone's got the flu and he's like, ha ha, you're not going to work today because you're spending time with me. And they're like, ha ha, I bought mucinex. And he's like, fuck. And then he goes and he just gets mucus all over their goddamn sheets while he's at work because, you know, fuck him. Or like the fucking Lamisil dudes, like those toenail dudes. Ah, they're fucking awful. They're like, ha ha, you've got toenail fungus and we totally live in your shoes. He's like, ha ha, here's Lamisil. They're like, fuck. And then they go and they talk to the mucinex guy and they're like, man, what the fuck are we doing? We're out of work. Fucking mucinex and Lamisil. You know what we need to do? Let's try to get commercial work from them. That way we can at least get a paycheck, even though we're not doing the thing we were put on Earth to do. So then they hire the Mucinex guy and the fucking Lamisil monsters, and they wind up getting heavy commercial money, and now they're union. So good for them. I'm happy for them. But the point is, there's a dude in my head who's like that. Like the Mucinex monster or the Lamisil guys. And he's just, you know, he looks a little like me with a mustache and a cape, but then he's a lot of cooler. He's probably more muscular, bigger dick. But I mean, still, he gets in there and he tells me a bunch of shit I got to do. He's like, ah, you suck. You're not good. You're no. And, and I got to listen to him again because he's buff. Like I said, he's like the better version of me, even though he. You know what? he, Maybe that's it. He doesn't want me to become the better version of me because then he would he would cease to exist. Holy shit! Did I have a breakthrough just here on the air? Is there a reason that guy's keeping me down because he knows that if I fucking come up, he'll disappear and I won't have to fucking deal with him anymore? maybe that's it. Maybe he doesn't want me to crush him. Maybe he doesn't want me to deal with him on that level because he wants to haunt my brain. Maybe that's it. He sees the exorcism coming. Like if I, if I did good things and I made a schedule and I woke up and I had, you know, look, and if I had a a good morning breakfast, that would change everything too. If I woke up and I started my day with a complete breakfast, I think that would probably lead to some good things happening. But also the guy in my head's like, fuck you, man, have 10 pop tarts and a bowl of fruity pebbles. And I'm like, ha ha, I used to do that. Because food has become this fucking distraction again, where I get up and I'm like, well, I'll just maybe I'll go get food. Maybe I'll go get some sandwiches. I mean, I'm dudes. I didn't eat fast food for like fucking five years. Like, I stopped. I stopped eating fast food. And then, you know, a few years ago, I was like, all right, well, I can have it occasionally. Like, I would have a burger or something, that kind of deal. But now because I drive late, we've talked about it. Fuck, I wind up at Jack in the Box at fucking six in the morning, bringing home breakfast sandwiches and chomping those motherfuckers before I crash at eight. It's like, man, what the fuck are you doing? Why are you eating bags of chips? Fucking chips. Like, I I did. I soda and milk and chips, all that shit was gone from my diet. I was a water dude. I was eating fruit. I was being a normal guy. But man, fucking chips have made a heavy comeback. Sour cream and onion chips. I don't know. I don't fucking know why, but they have. And then I just, you know, and then, but I also, I don't just buy a regular bag. I buy the party size, the family size, and I wolf the fuck out of those motherfuckers, man. It's just handful after handful, like fucking Cookie Monster when there's just crumbs flying everywhere and I'm eating shit. And then I got you know, and then I use my phone and I see fucking like, you know, grease tracks from chips on the fucking screen. And I'm like, you're the fattest man alive. The fuck did you do to yourself? You've almost killed yourself with food several times. And now you're doing it again. The fuck happened to you, man. You were starting to be beautiful. Jeff sends me a dash cam, a gracious maneuver, trying to help me Because he's heard me tell how many fucking stories about getting vomited on or punched or people doing crazy shit or going through my glove compartment. He's like, dude, here you go. And I talk about the fact that he doesn't send the instructions. Now, again, like I said, I'm making fun of myself within that anecdote as well. My bitching is for the show. Uh, It's an amped up version of who I am. But also, if the kernel of, well, what the fuck am I going to do with this without an instruction booklet wasn't in there, there would be no point in doing that because it exists within me. I won't lie on that guy. I'm like, ah, oh, fuck. I can't do anything with this because again, I do dude, I've got paintings here. You know how hard it is to hang a painting. How about not? How about fucking paraplegic could do it? How about fucking anybody who can tap a nail into a wall can hang a goddamn painting or a fucking whatever the fuck nail is hooks or whatever the fuck you got. I don't even know. That's the thing. I got the fucking internet. I got the world in my phone and my laptop. I could Google how to hang a painting. I know how to fucking do it. I can go to the fucking hardware store and get the hooks and move shit around. I can do all that, but I'm waiting for my buddy to come and do it. Why? Why? Because I want connection with a human and I want to be able to do it with him or I want him to do the work while I watch. I can't, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm filled with apathy. Like I don't want to do anything. I do. I would love to travel. I want to do things. I'm going to go places. I'm going to do this. I don't know if I think I talked about this already on this show. Fuck. I'm repeating it again, but I literally want to do nothing. Like I, I think I told you, I talked to Shannon. She's like, you know, I said, if I won the lottery, I would do nothing, but in a bigger place, I could get a bigger house. I, I just, and it's not that I'm old. I'm I'm not old. Like, I don't feel like I, this world is no longer for me and I should just be dead and whatever the fuck. I mean, I, I still love things, you know, I love, I love movies and I love, I loved certain f- TV things and I love football and I love baseball and sports. And I, you know what I love? I love my friends, you know, and, and this is, this is a thing that's been on me forever. I talked about it on the show 10 years ago or whatever the fuck or eight years ago. And I said, I would love for my friends and I to go to a cabin somewhere and go hunting and fishing and just spend like a fucking week in the woods. And, and my buddy Jeff is like, you don't fuck, you don't. You don't like any of that stuff. And I'm like, no, the only thing I would like is my friends. I want to laugh and play poker and goof around with my fucking friends in a cabin. That's all I want to do. I, just, I don't give a fuck about the fishing and the hunting. So now every March we go to Arizona for spring training. We've done it twice now. And then this year it's going to be an actually like a full week instead of just a couple of days. And I can't fucking wait. I am counting the days that that's, that's probably when I will be my next happiest is when I get to see the guys I grew up with, the guys who've been in my life forever, because again, they have friends, they have families. They can't, they can't tend to me. and 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 I don't take care of myself very well in that way. You know what I mean? It's like I'm either hiding and alone. And that's the thing. It's also it's not like I'm out making great fucking friends. I'm not out there going, "Hey, I got to meet some new people. This is gonna be fucking cool as hell." Let's let's go find somebody. No, man. You know my buddy Jeff used to say he was like, "Hey, man, I'm I'm 34. I got I've got enough friends. I, I don't need any more. I'm fine. I'm covered." And, uh, and which is ironic because now he has all new friends. Like I mean, he, he's got he's got all new fucking friends. Um. Max was the same way. He's like, I know everybody I'm supposed to know. I, I don't fucking need to know anybody else. And, uh, and, but he's, he's lived by it. You know what I mean? He's just, he's, and I, I, I'm not that way. All but also they have kids and wives and all that kind of stuff. And I, and I, I don't, you know what I mean? And, and that, uh, that ping pong's around your head, but you guys have been great and you're always very nice and you reach out to me and you make me feel better. And I'm sorry. I wasted your time with these, this week with this, um, because I'm sure you would have wanted to hear my my analysis, more analysis about the election. Don't you want to hear about that from me? <laughs> the guy, the guy who couldn't record a show in like 20 tries. And you want to hear about oh, well, that he's probably got something to say about what's going on in the world. Uh I I uh I don't because it's all disingenuous garbage. It is. You know, there's genuinely nice and cool people out there. Like I said, like Jeff sent me the fucking dash cam. Chuck sent me a GoPro. Did I do anything with it? No. Uh, you know the the dash cam is right now still sitting on the desk where where I unloaded it last week on the show and uh but then you know but here's but here's the thing this is what really this is what kneecapped me in this regard you know then on the on the Joker's page Jeff wrote uh Jeff was very nice again fan of the show and uh he and Hillary have been very cool to me and I've met them you know I I, I'm I'm Uh, I believe I met them Jesus Christ I don't want to say I did if I didn't Um, but then Jeff writes on the Joker's page he's like Mike he goes if I knew you know I knew literally everything you were going to say about me not sending the booklet when I tried to do a good thing for you and uh, and oh man did I feel like a dick reading that I mean I just I just felt and I and I know he's teasing and I know he's having fun but just like there's a kernel of truth in the fact that I, hey, what am I supposed to do with a camera without a fucking instructional booklet? There's definitely a kernel of truth coming from a guy saying, hey, I did a good thing for you, motherfucker, and you slagged me to a national audience. Like, why? What's the point? Even though I knew it was coming and it made me laugh, that's still a fucked thing to do. Now, look, am I reading into that? Maybe. Maybe. Do I read into it because maybe I felt a little guilt about taking apart a guy who tried to do a nice thing for me? Maybe. But in my head, it's that thing where I'm like, "Well, he knows me. He knows who I am, and he knows that I'm going to have fun on the show and be silly, and I'm going to make fun of him, and that's great." And and truthfully, he does, and he and and I am that guy. But also in my head, I go, Well, why does why do you get a pass, man?" And this is what I'm talking about when I talk about how I don't want to offend people. I don't want to say mean things about people because you know they do nice things, and I try to to. to be grateful and, and gracious in thanking them. But then at the same time, I wind up saying that because I'm like, well, man, be honest. Don't be disingenuous. Be honest. You know, you, you don't you're disappointed that there's no fucking book. So have fun with it. Be silly. Make fun of the fact that you can't hook this fucking thing up. Uh, But why should he have to accept that for me? He did a nice thing. He fucking literally mailed me. He, he didn't have to. He had a dash cam. He put it in a box. He fucking paid the postage and he sent it to me. Whatever the fuck it cost him to, 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 to first of all own the fucking thing and then he mailed it to me and what did I do? I made fun of him on my national show. And uh and so he wrote what he did and then, and then the like I didn't answer him because I didn't know what to say. I was going to write him a I I look, I'll this is truthful. I will tell you this. I was going to write him a personal note. I wasn't even going to write it in the Joker's page because I was going to reach out to him and go, Hey man, I, and, and, and this is so stupid to do this now because it looks disingenuous and it also, but also it's a shortcut because it allows me to not have to type all this shit. And what a fucking idiot, right? How should I not fucking type it? I should have fucking typed this and not even worried about it. But instead I talk about it on here because it's the lazy man's way out. And I don't mean for it to be that, but I clicked on his name to write him a note. And I was just going to write, Hey man, look, I'm, I'm happy to mail this back it was, it was what I said I shouldn't have done. And I know you want, if you want this back, that's totally cool. I get it. And I'm sure he would have said no, or whatever he would have said, but it's still, I wanted to make the offer because I didn't want, I want him to know how much it meant to me that he would send it to me, but also that I was having fun and we're having fun on the show. But I think he knows that, but at the same fucking time, you know, my, my fucking head, dude, my head tells me, man, look at what you did. This fucking guy now is on your own fucking fan club. AJ has to come out and basically tell you you're a dick and, and he's not wrong. Why should somebody have to tolerate me? This is who I am. Why why does everybody else have to be uh ready for that? Prepared for that. And th- and that gets in my brain. But then I go, well because you're an entertainer and we're having fun and everybody knows that you're having fun. Everybody knows who you are and you're just being that. And then I'm like, well yeah, but everybody knows who I am, but what they know me to be is a fucking jagoff. I I you wonder if that's worth it. You wonder if that's worth it. So I clicked on his name to write him a personal note rather than write on the page. because I didn't want to turn into a thing. And uh, I went and found out that there was another note from him from months ago that I had not answered. (laughs) Got to be, you know, it looked it looked like a long time ago because the subject matter it talked about was from from a while ago, probably a year ago, I would guess. And uh and in reading that, he was he was stating a grievance that he had with the show, telling me he loved me and he loved the show and he loved David and Lily and, and everything. But at the same time, uh, I had said some things that he did not care for and did not agree with, and he and and rightfully so. I totally got what he was trying to say. And I did not answer that email. So now in my brain, I've looked that this guy sent me a genuine, heartfelt, like two paragraph email a year ago that I didn't answer, and I, I addressing concerns that he may have had with me or the show, and now I'm gonna write him to address further concerns he has with me in the show now you can pivot back and go well the good news is a year later he's still listening so obviously you didn't chase him the fuck away with your nonsense but now i'm just like i've got to write a double barrel apology for nine different fucking things and and i don't feel good about that I don't feel good about the fact that a guy sent me something and I didn't address it or I didn't, I didn't say, Hey man, I'm sorry if you sent me a note and I didn't fucking answer it. And you're, you know, to explain my side. Cause I do that a lot, man. I wind up writing people (laughs) and explain my side quite a bit. Whether it was a show about fucking kayaks and canoes and all that other stuff, I wound up losing people. And, and, and it happens, man. And that's why, like I said, as, as time goes on in my brain, I go, well, fuck, do I want to lose people? Do I want to make them upset? Because, again, like I've said, I've reached out and I've become friends with a lot of you people, whether it's via correspondence or meeting you in person. And so then in my head, I go, well, fuck, are you going to say this? And what if you, what if you piss off this person? Are we going to piss off? This? Cause I mean, people have been very gracious and nice. You send me things in the email. You let me stay at your houses. You, you want me to record in, in your house, your apartment and stuff. And, and that's all brilliant. I love it. It's a community. It's I, I've talked about it being a gang. It's, it's, it's us. You care. Everybody cares. But if I keep doing that, then I'm just, then I'm just like a fucking terrible house guest. And you, you're going to go, well, we're not going over there anymore or I'm a terrible host. You're not going to invite me over. It's, it's. And so then in my brain, I go, what if nobody wants to invite me over anymore? What if nobody, nobody wants to hear it? Even when Jamie wrote me today and she's just like, Hey, do you want a pep talk? And she's so nice. And, and, and she wrote me a pep talk and sent me a picture. And then I said, well, let me ask you something. You've been around from the beginning. Do you think people want to hear what's going on in my head? Or they want to hear what the fucking, you know, they want me to just do a normal show and not acknowledge. She goes, just do what you do. She goes, you you just you know, do it'll probably be 20% of you talking about what's going on in your fucking head, and you'll pivot around and you'll close it up on your head, whatever the fuck. She goes, just do what you do. And and that's really nice to hear. And and other people said the same thing. Just do what you do, man. We're here. We want to hear it. And I and I know. It sounds childish to have to repeat that to you. It sounds silly for me to have to go, well, it's, it's awesome that people like me and they like what I do and I'm fucking Sally Field with an Oscar speech, but, but it's, it's, uh, it's a fucking thing, man. I can't lie to you. It's in my fucking brain because as I've told you, I see so much disingenuous fucking garbage in social media and, and it makes me go, am I just them? Am I just another voice in the fucking wilderness? Like I see people that do podcasts That I wind up following, or I I see them, they get retweeted into my feed, and they've started Patreon pages and they want you to support them. And their show's got four episodes or whatever the fuck. And they're just like, hey man. And I go, Am I pathetic? Am I that? Because I mean, look, and look, we're all trying to fucking make a living. We're all trying to make our way. But I see these people that are comedians that are just like, they're they're mad that nobody will pay them and they're mad that they can't do anything. And I'm like, motherfucker, I've been doing this almost 30 years. So then I'm like, well, does somebody look at me and they go, man, I can't believe anybody pays that fucking guy. And it's just like, well, fuck man. What the, who cares? Do what you do. Like Jamie said, do what you do. And I get that. And I love it. And I, I think it's great. But at the same time, I get in my own way. Cause I'm like, well, what is it that you do? I do this. <laughs> but I see that on social media and I go, I don't want to be those people. And, and I, and you know, there's a reason, look, we've talked about this a million times. I should be promoting the shit out of the YouTube thing. I promise every week to promote the Joker thing. I talk about all these different things and and I don't do it because in my brain, I go, well, you know, I, I what am I going to do? I'm going to be, I'm going to be just like those people that I hate that I see constantly going, come to my show and see me here and do this. It's like bringer shows. When I came to LA, you had to bring four or five people or else you wouldn't get on stage. And those five people had to pay a dude two drinks. So you were essentially getting you were bringing a hundred dollars in the door for the bar in order to do five minutes of standup and I never did them I wouldn't do bringer shows I'm like fuck that man I'm funny that should be what I bring I bring me and funny now I did bringer shows in that I would be like I'd be on shows with bringer people and I'd just do a set because they had to move in some professionals along with other people that were bringing people but at the same fucking time I was just like I felt so bad I waited at the laugh factory I waited in line once. To get in, you know, to go in and fucking audition. And, uh, and it just, it, you know, I went up, I did like two minutes or whatever the fuck. And then later on, I wound up getting a spot because somebody saw me and liked me and brought me to the laugh factory. And then I had to wait in line to talk to fucking Jamie. And then Jamie's like, Hey man, you should talk about being a loser. That joke you had about being a loser was great. I'm like, yeah, well I did a bunch of other topical stuff because yeah, there's no money in topical because you should talk about that thing where you were a loser. And so he wanted me to mold my whole thing about being this fucking schlep Rocky loser. And the thing that makes me laugh now, get this. I was like, fuck that, man. That's not what I want to be. It's not what I want to do. And now we're 11 years into a podcast where I basically tell you what a schlep Rocky loser I am. (laughs) Ha ha! Fucking Jamie Masada saw it coming, man. He had a fucking mining helmet with a spotlight and he dug it out of the wall and I threw his diamond down the fucking shaft. Fuck. But I did it on my own terms. You know what I mean? Because I've had moments of triumph in addition to telling you what a fucking goon I am on here, (laughs) but I don't want to be that fucking dude ringing the bell and going, come listen, come watch, come, come see, check me out. I'm better than anybody else because then you get into that thing where you're like, why are you better than anybody else, man? Why the fuck do you think you're better than anybody else? And that's, that's that dude. Like I said the buff guy with the big dick and the fucking robe who lives in my head, who's just like, why do you think you're better than anybody else, man? And I'm like, I, you know, fuck, I don't know, but fuck that. Cause then I have those moments where I'm like, I'm the greatest thing in the goddamn world. But then that shows up and then I go, well, but then it kicks in when I go, well, fuck, you can't say that you're the greatest thing in the goddamn world because then people are going to go ahead and they no, fucking hate this guy. And he's all arrogant. and I'm going to move on to somebody else who has some humility or whatever the fuck. And it's like, man, I'm torn. I mean, who do I, who do I be? Do I just, because I'll tell you what, when I see, when I see humility in other people like false humility, I told you, I can't even watch Letterman anymore because he talks and he's just, he deflects everything he's done. I'm going to go, dude, you changed the world. You changed comedy. You changed an art form forever. Own it motherfucker. And I feel that way about this show. I mean, nobody does this kind of show. I mean, Jesus Christ. And and I'm sure right right now you're glad for that. (laughs) You guys are like, yeah, fucking nobody does this bullshit. Nobody fucking cracks open their skull and dumps brain matter all over the goddamn microphone and good. I'd much rather hear somebody answer a viewer mail segment and talk about going to a club because fuck yeah, or have somebody analyze a movie or some shit like that. Nobody wants to hear this fucking therapy session. And that's another thing. I didn't see Shannon this week. Maybe that's why. Maybe that's another thing. Monday night, I didn't get to see Shannon, but I'd hate to think that I'm that guy now that because I didn't have a therapy session, I couldn't function and I couldn't bring to the table what I need to bring to the table because I know I have the puzzle pieces. I know what there is. I just got to build it. I got to build that fucking puzzle. And the problem is, you know, I, I had, uh, I had an upbringing that left me short of pieces. And, uh, and so my puzzle, even, even as much as I have it together is completely incomplete. And so it's, it's a thing where I have to figure out how to make it work. I have to make it work somehow I have to go ahead and build my puzzle. And, uh, you know, like I said, sometimes the effort is just, is just not there. It's just, it just makes me go, well, fuck. I, I, and then I wind up trying to put the puzzle together in front of you, which is, you know, I mean, that's the thing, put the, nobody wants to see the man behind the curtain. We want to see the wizard with the big ass face. We want to make sure we get courage in a goddamn heart. That's what we want. Nobody wants to see the scared old man who pulls the curtain back and goes, hey, you guys get out of here. You're what the fuck? And this little dog is freaky. Nobody wants to see that. Nobody wants to see the, the, the fucking sausage get made. They they want they want what they want. You guys come here for the big fucking smoke and the mirrors and the presentation. Nobody comes here to see me fucking sit with my elbows on my knees and my chin in my hands, moping. Nobody wants moping. Nobody wants mopery. Nobody wants popery. You know what you want? Jasmine morning. <laughs> That's what you fucking want. If this show wants to give you any sort of scent, it's going to be Jasmine fucking morning. So, you know, I didn't write Jeff. I didn't write him to tell him, you know, and, and so now I, like I said, I cheated by talking about it on here. But when I saw that note from him that I hadn't answered previously, I should have answered that note too, but I just went, ah, oh, fuck. And I, I and I, I, cause I was mad at myself. I'm mad at myself that a guy who's supported me for 10, 11 years monetarily and otherwise I couldn't answer a fucking Facebook message from him. The fuck is wrong with me, man? And you get in your own head and you get mad at yourself because again, the only reason I'm able to do this is because of you guys. The only reason I've been, I'm not fucking Ubering seven days a fucking week or working in a fucking factory or, or any of that is because of you guys, you know, uh, because you've supported what I can do. And that makes me happy. Now, look, I could still do this and try to chase the fucking stand-up dream and all that, and that'd be fine, but I wouldn't be making any goddamn money. The only reason I'm able to do what I can do is because of you, and then I let you down. I don't answer your correspondence. I don't fucking... I... I, I'm mad at myself because I have not worked nearly as hard as I should. And this has been a running theme my entire life. It was a theme of the one-man show I took on the road and I even closed that with a big flourish about how I, you know, I had a life wasted and I've tasted a life wasted. I've faced a life wasted. And am I going to do that? I don't know, but I want to. And I, and, but I didn't, I fucking didn't, you know, the last performances of that show were 2012. That's six fucking years ago. And I'm, I still stare down the barrel of a life wasted. Now, is it really truly wasted? No, because I've had experiences that nobody else has had. I've been lucky enough to meet you guys and make friends and, and they have a community of people who support me in doing the things that I want to do the things that I, I that I would never dreamed I would do I never thought I'd get oh well, fuck I always thought I'd get to Japan but to go because of this because of my talent and because somebody cared enough that's fucking phenomenal I mean it it just was a dream because I that was my dream from, from being a youth to meet a mod to go to Kuwait to 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 have a community of people in Canada not just like one person I mean I I have people who would let me stay at their house and they, and, and they, they visit with me and we go out to eat and, and they, you know, I, I, I get to Canada and I'm literally placed in a throne and borne aloft on the shoulders of friends and they take care of me, man. And that's astonishing. And I, I recognize that that I'm lucky to have that. And it came about because of this. And that's why when I don't do it in a timely fashion, I get angry at myself. And then I think it's all going to go away. And I'm letting down Tanya and I'm letting down Ken and Teresa and and I'm letting down fucking Eric and I'm letting down Rick and I'm letting down John and and Ken and and fucking Zach and Phoenix and Justin and, and anybody who's ever had me to go record at their place. I'm letting down Colette and Kurt and Doug and everyone. And I and so then then because I thought I let people down, I then then I shrink even further. Then I pull even further back. Because then I've put this ridiculous expectation on myself where I'm like, well, now you're late. Now you really got to hit a fucking home run. Well, you don't have any artwork. Now you've really got to crush it out of the fucking park. You better do all the fucking heavy lifting right now because, you know, you didn't get the artwork because you were, you just didn't fucking get it done on time. And now I blame myself for that. And I get angry about that. And then it becomes this monumental task in front of me. It's just, it started as, as a fucking ice cube and it turned into a snowball and now it's running downhill after me. But the problem is I'm not running. I'm just letting it run me over. And then I let the other snowballs run me over and I just fucking lay face down and not, and I don't do anything. I just take it. I take it. I wind up taking it because I don't want to let you guys down because I've let myself down. I've spent 50 years letting myself down, but now I have other people. You know, I always talk about, I don't have a wife. I don't have kids. I don't have people who depend on me. Fuck that man. Your family, you guys depend on me. Whether it's just to fucking block out two hours of your time on a Thursday and make you smile, make you laugh, make you think, make you hope, make you root for somebody, or make you shake your fucking head and go, "Man, what the fuck's wrong with that guy?" Still, you've contributed your time. You've brought me into your life, so I owe you, man. I fucking owe you. So when I don't do it, when I don't get it done in a timely fashion, when I don't make it happen, I, I, I shrink and I get angry at myself. And then, and then this leads to this bullshit where there's a fucking therapy session and I'm just laying on a goddamn couch and you guys are sitting there with your fucking pad of paper and just going, man, I'm out of sheets. You know, literally you've burned through how many pens there's no ink left. All the leads out of your pencils, man. And all the papers been used up because anybody who's trying to take notes and solve this motherfucker. Good luck. Good fucking luck. You know, I've, I've been lucky enough to have people like geo who champion me in ways that I can't even explain. And he fucking tells me he's like, he wrote me last week. He's like, dude, you're on a streak of 14 perfect episodes this season. You could have 52 perfect episodes this year. And I know he's just doing that because he, he thinks that I'm, I need it. And I get that. And I appreciate it very much. And I know the show has changed drastically from what it used to be, but my life has changed drastically from who it used to, from how it used to be. And I've changed drastically from who I used to be. I've done good work with Shannon. I've changed. My rage stuff has really been fucking throttled down. It shows up occasionally, you know, it showed up in the Halloween theater with that kid. And I mean, it showed up all the time. It just, but I don't, I don't want it to be that way. But then at the same time, but then who am I? I'm just a dude, man. Then I'm just Uber Wilson out there fucking just, just driving and I, and I don't want to be, I want to be this <sighs> I had a text exchange with Jimmy Pardo the other day and he was uh he's he's on the road in Iowa and uh he he wrote me and he's like, "Hey, I tried to share one of your jokes with the middle here and I botched it." And he said, "What was the one about Iowa and the and the black family?" And I so I typed it out and the, and the joke was uh it was in Dubuque, Iowa that uh, a black family had moved into a neighborhood and, uh, uh, it was a real point of consternation. And this is back in like fucking 1999, 2000, because, uh, the blacks moved there and there was actually a city council meeting where they tried to get them not to move there and they wanted them to go to a different suburb and it became a big deal. And then, uh, Once they finally settled in, they had rocks thrown through their windows and crosses burned on their lawn. And the whites in town initially said they didn't want those black people to settle there because they thought they would attract, quote, all sorts of crime. (laughs) Well, I don't know about all sorts, but apparently vandalism and arson sure came to town once they moved in. Uh, (laughs) So I and I typed that out for him and he wrote me and he's like, uh, he's like, that's beautiful. That's it. And he said, thanks for typing that out for me. And I said, I used to be so good at writing jokes. What happened to me? And he goes, well, you're a natural storyteller. We both are. And that's where we gravitated to. And I said, yeah, but sometimes it makes me feel lazy. And, uh, you know, that's true. You know, I I think, I mean, look, I've grown by leaps and bounds as a performer. I do things that I never thought about doing before. I never would talk about my family. It was never a thing for me. (laughs) I just never... Um. Until never, not funny made me tell stories about my family, and I saw people responded. And uh, and so then I got away. Like I said, the same thing where I settle, where I move on, and I do different things. There's nothing wrong with doing all those things, you know. And I guess essentially, I am writing a show every week when I do this, but. Don't tell yourself that because then you're just like, yeah, well, it's a different breed of animal. I just do a different hybrid thing. And like I said, I don't think anybody can do this. I don't think anybody can just sit down with an open microphone and talk for uh, fuck. Now we're looking at what are we at? An hour and 20, an hour and 20 minutes. And, and just, uh, but so fucking what? I mean, but it literally, why would you so what? So nobody can do this. So, so make it something, man. But then in my head, I go, it is something. It is something, man. You guys have come aboard. I I had... There's a listener named Ellen. I've talked about Ellen before. Ellen lives in Colorado, and and, uh, I met her at PodFest a few years ago, and we were supposed to get together then, and then she wound up having to leave town, you know, and she she and her husband lived in Colorado. They live in Colorado on a fucking mountain somewhere. I mean, it's crazy. In the middle of nowhere. But she knows who I am. She found my show, and she's been around listening forever, and, and she supports financially, and she's the best. She's just great. So she uh, like I said, she was in town for Podfest. I only got to meet her for like 10 minutes and then she was called away unexpectedly because a friend got ill. This is three years ago, maybe. So then she just wrote me and she's like, Hey, look, I'm, I'm actually going to be in town in November. Would you want to, would you want to hang out for a day? I said, absolutely. So, uh, she and her husband were coming to town and her husband was spending time with their friends in, in, uh, in Pismo beach. And she's like, I'm going to fly it after. Cause I have another thing on the weekend. And and I so I picked her up on Monday morning and and we went to to breakfast And she bought breakfast, which she did not have to do. And then we went back to my apartment. I'm like, do you want to do anything? You want to go to a she's like, well, museums are usually closed on Monday. I go, we can go anywhere. It's Los Angeles. Whatever. You want to go for a walk? We want to go to the movies. You want to go look at stuff? She's like, yeah, you know, a walk would be good. I've been sitting for a long time because, uh, you know, she's not like me. I can sit in one goddamn place for 30 fucking hours and not even blink. But she, you know, she lives on a mountain. So I'm sure she's up there fucking chasing goats and shooting rabbits and whatever the fuck else she's got going on. So good for her. So I said, Yeah, we'll go for a walk. And then we sat in my apartment. We came home from from, you know, eating breakfast and, and uh and I gave her some water and we sat down and we talked for eight hours. I mean I mean we it was it was great. Man, I loved it. It was so it was just it was just nice to visit with somebody. And it wasn't like uh you know, she's she's someone who's lived life and so I was able to hear about her experience. She's got kids, you know, she's her husband, Perry is, the, he's a general contractor, nice man. And, uh, I, I wound up meeting him cause I drove her, I had to drive her to Fullerton afterwards, um, because she was like, do you want him to meet us halfway? I go, fuck that man. Of course I'll take you where you're going. Whatever we got to do is fine. And I said, if he wants to meet us, but I go, that just doesn't make any sense. He's not going to save any time. And, and so, uh, so I drove her down to Fullerton when we finally, like I said, it got to be, it was like eight 30 when we left. And, um, so she was in, she was here for like eight and a half hours just talking. And I'd like, I don't <laughs> like, I got up to get water and, and if we, you know, if you had to go use the water, it just, we just, it was fun to have a conversation. And, uh, and I talked about way too many things and I talked about things I shouldn't have. And I repeated myself a million times, but she was very nice to indulge me because I would, and then I would say, I go, look, you don't want to hear this or I'm just, I'm talking in circles and she'd be like, I listen to you every week. I'm, I'm absolutely, I absolutely want to hear what you have to say. And uh and no, but no condescension, and no patting on the head, and no, but also no wide-eyed reverence. And like, I can't believe I'm with Mike. I mean, she just, it was just like meeting a friend who I'd known forever. And and talking to her was the best. It was so fun. And that's the kind of thing that this show has brought me. I have friends like that in Canada. I have friends like that in in Portland. I have friends like that in. In Austin, I have friends like that in Kansas. I have friends like that in the in in fucking Rhode Island or and in, in Boston. I'm, I've got people that I've hung out with that know me through this and have met me personally as well. I mean, whether you know me through the show and you've met me, if look, if you've if you've listened to the show, you know me. I mean, it's it's. Uh, if you fuck, if you listen to this fucking show, you know me. And if you listen this fucking long, I I apologize again. Now you you really know me because now I got to say, I'm sorry. If if I haven't apologized to you more than four fucking times, you don't really know me. And if you've listened to this show all the way through, you've got four apologies. So guess what? You're in the fucking club. Uh, but but the, I've been so lucky. I, I know this. I've been to Minnesota and met people up there. I have friends and not even just social media friends or show friends. Like I said, then I meet them and they become tangible. They become real and they become people that I that I have in my life. And I bet if I called them and needed something, they would come through. I mean, you, you have. Fuck that. That's not even a, a bet if. Well, my car fucking died. We set up. A, there was a GoFundMe that you guys set up and fucking and made it happen. I got a new fucking car. Holy shit. Uh, new York with Seth and Brandy. Like I said, Kuwait, Japan. I I... And, and, and all of those things are fantastic and beautiful and wonderful. And I, and I, I've lived a life that is, it is so worth it. But then that's why I said, I feel I owe you because then when I, I don't have it and I sit down and it's not good enough or it's not right, or I don't think I've worked hard enough and I need to work harder. I I, I think you owe these people, you owe them for what they've given you. They you, you owe them for what they've, they've made happen for you. And, uh, and you're all very nice and you go, you don't we we love the show and we love you being you. And that's, that's great. And, uh, you know, when you send me things like that, I screenshot them and I keep them, you know, Seth and Tracy up North here in California. I mean, Tracy's written me nice things and Seth has written me cool ass things. And, and, uh, and it makes me happy to have you in my lives. And it does not make me happy to let you down. Uh, You know, and like I said, when I wind up getting immersed in social media and garbage, that can take me away. The problem is I need to know things. (laughs) I would love to just kind of run away and leave Twitter and not pay attention to that stuff. But the thing is, I need to be informed just for this show, for other shows, for my job, for life. But the difference is I can stay informed without ingesting poison. And there's so much poison. I mean, I'm sure you saw the press conference where fucking the guy from CNN is trying to talk and then they sick a woman on him to take the microphone out of his hand. And then there's a, you know, incidental contact where she went to grab the microphone. And and then for a day, I've got to read disingenuous people saying he karate chopped her and he assaulted a woman and believe women. And oh, what, you don't believe in that now? Oh, you're all hypocrites. And don't you understand that he assaulted a woman and he needs to be fired and lose his job? And I'm like, why are you weaponizing? sentiments that should be good sentiments why are you doing this just to win political points and score against your enemies man fuck that fuck that we all saw what happened you can't gaslight a nation and then they put out a doctored clip of the of and said it was a karate chop. they sped it up so it looked like he really hit her and he didn't and you see it and you go are you really doing this now but then everybody runs with it all the roaches come out and they go, oh man, he hit a woman. Oh, you got to get rid of her. He karate chopped an intern. First of all, why the fuck are you sending a woman intern that, you know, if you, you want to do that, if you're really going to go strong, man, then just get fucking armed guards in the goddamn place, have them walk over to the press and you, you, cause you're worried about how it looks. You know why? Cause you get a demure intern who's just trying to do her best. That's it. I'm not going to say that she supports Trump. I'm not going to say she supports any of that, but she sees intern at the White House as a good line on a resume. So she takes it, whether it's with that motherfucker or not. She doesn't have anything to do with policy. She's just in the room. She's learning. And then you're going to turn her loose on a veteran journalist because he's got a microphone that doesn't make any fucking sense. So she walks up in her fucking pearls and she's going to try to take the microphone. And you know, it's a keen photo op in case he decides not to give it to her right away. It's all a show. It's all a grift. It's all phony and it drives me out of my fucking skull. He has a terrible election day. So he comes out, he names Republicans who fucked with him and he, he's like, bye-bye. He talks a bunch of shit about him. I mean, it's just, it's, it's not even, it's just insulting. That's the thing. It's just you, you, I I don't look, I never gave a fuck about the country and, and how it was perceived across America or the world or whatever the fuck I never cared. But now, you know you know who we are you know who the America is to the rest of the fucking world you ever see Boogie Nights when fucking Mark Wahlberg and John C Reilly they go and they try to get the tapes from the record producer we we are Mark Wahlberg and John C Reilly we're we're there we're yelling and being petty and stupid even though we're in the wrong we're completely in the fucking wrong but we're stamping our feet and we want it to be different and then there's that there's that great line where John C Reilly's like we've got a meeting at the label in like an hour and he goes we look like assholes right now man. And he says it completely unironically, and, and and he doesn't realize that, yeah, you do look like an asshole, but it's your fault. You don't look like an asshole because the record producer won't give you the tape. You look like assholes because you're fucking assholes. And that's who we are as a country. You know, the rest of the, the rest of the world is like, hey, man, this is not a, an MP. This is a YP. This is your problem. And America stamps at feet and cries and goes, we look like assholes right now, man. Like everybody's supposed to exist to make them look good. And that's what the whole Trump administration does. They get mad because the press asks them questions. Anytime anybody tries to pin Trump down on anything, he, he's dude. If I never hear the term fake news, look, cause libtard, liberal tears, snowflake, all that shit is bad. All of it is bad. The two worst ones, in my opinion, in any sort of fucking online bullshit, social media garbage fight is fake news, just fake news because because that caught on. And everybody says it in sports and fucking everything else. And just because every time I hear it, I hear it in his fucking voice, his honking fucking New York bullshit voice, fake news. Just like that fucking like that. Those two words dismiss all of your arguments. You could argue with somebody for an hour. You could literally present graphs and slides and charts. You could have a grad hat on and a pointer and tell them exactly why the fuck they're wrong. And then just go fake news. And they think they won. They think they won the argument. That's who we become as a people, as a society, as a fucking country and not all of us. But when I go on social media and I get immersed in it, that's what I see. Fake news is one. And you know what else I really fucking hate? Honestly, it's not even a fucking phrase. It's not even words. I hate that crying, laughing emoji more than anything on the fucking earth. Because people think they're zinging you with it. Like they're like that. Like I've talked about this on other shows, you know. Oh, you are you mad, bro? Ha <laughs> ha. Yeah, you mad? And they shouldn't do the crying, laughing, like they're not possibly disturbed or upset. And I'm gonna go. Um, yeah, I'm mad. It's okay to be mad. I'm a fucking human. I can get mad about things. Ha <laughs> ha. You're mad online, bro. You're so triggered, bro. Yeah, yeah, I am. Cause you're being a cunt hair. Like what the fuck is your problem? Oh, uh, whatever, bro. You should not fucking see it. You see, Jim Acosta. Hey, Jim Acosta, He totally fucking karate chopped man. Well, you don't believe women. Um, I believe my eyes. I was watching it. Oh, yeah. You want to oh, so when it's convenient to not believe a woman. You can go ahead and do that. But Jim Acosta should be fired, man. You should be fucking fired. You're a uh, triggered liberal snowflake. Fake news. Ha. You mad, bro? That shit is just death. It's just fucking death. And you know what it makes you want to do? It just want to make it makes you want to just fucking start punching everybody. I know it sounds ridiculous. I said it to Shannon once. I think I told you guys this where I was like, these people need to know real Pain. And she's like, uh, I got to ask you, like, you don't you don't really mean anything by that. do you?" I'm like, no, of course, I don't mean anything by that. But these are people who've never been hurt in their lives by anything. Like, you know, I mean, the only thing that's ever hurt Donald Trump Jr. is the fact that his dad doesn't love him. That's probably the only emotional thing he has in his life. Everything else. He's just a fucking he's just craving his father's approval. So he's doing all sorts of craven bullshit to be a fucking dick, hoping his dad will hug him once. Uh, I, I, I just they're just they've never faced any consequences. It's like when I see the Kardashians, they've never faced any hurt or injury or consequences. And they, and that's why they can have a show where they get mad at a sink and then they all panic and they have to call a plumber. And I'm sure they all hold their nose when the plumber walks in, you know, it's just, I, I, and, and so I want to avoid being those people. So when you hear me bitch about something, I want you to go, Oh, fucking Mike, what's he bitching about? You know what I mean? It's like this thing where I don't want to be seen as one of those fucking assholes. One of these terrible fucking people. That's why I try to not be disingenuous. I try to be honest. And and then, and then I, I put pressure on myself to be, to be better or best, or at least good that fucking CNN thing. They won't stop talking about it. I, like I said, it's Thursday night. They talked about it all day today. Meanwhile, Jeff Sessions yesterday fucking gets fired and they, they replace him with the Kingpin. It's like, what the fuck, man, that dude, that, that, that literally, that guy is just like a stack of sliced Turkey in a fucking suit. And he's going to be the guy. And then I'll, you start reading his social media and how he said that rush is not involved. It's crazy and all. And you're just like, what are we doing? What are we in for now? And how the fuck did Jeff Jeff Sessions last this fucking long? How did you not? I can't believe somebody didn't fucking trick him into saying his name backwards and send him back to the fifth dimension a year ago. What the fuck? Terrible. But that's what I immerse myself in and I read it. And then I read people fighting over the elections and they're like, oh man, we won. No, you didn't win. And now they're doing this count in fucking Florida and Rick Scott filed a lawsuit to not count votes. And people are like, really, you're going to file a lawsuit against democracy. It's not democracy They're You're making ballots up. They're creating votes. And I mean, like, I don't, and look, I'll be honest. I don't know what the fuck is happening. I don't, I don't know anything. I know the guys I, I know who I'm rooting for, but this whole fucking thing's a sham, man. It's a fucking movie and a bad one. If you told me again that it would come down to fucking hanging chads and bullshit and a hand recount in Broward County in Florida, I'd be pissed at you because I'd call you a hack screenwriter for repeating the same shit that happened in 2000. But you're going there. You know, the next thing you know, you're going to have fucking Al Gore swoop in on a fucking steed and go ahead and view the final recount and and try to win it all over again, man. 18 years ago, Destin, you know, normally history doesn't repeat itself so fucking quick. And that's one of the things that makes me wonder if the simulation has a fucking glitch in it. Cause we're reliving the same fucking thing from 2010 and I shouldn't care. And I don't, that's the thing. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck about Florida. I don't give a fuck about senators and shit like that. Who gives a fuck of who governor of Florida is other than it's like my hockey team. I'm rooting for them to win. Yay. Gillum. I mean, I don't, I don't know a fucking thing about that guy. They're like, he's a thief. He's a bad guy. Tallahassee's a terrible town. And I mean, Hey man, I might be, he could be a thief and all that shit. But I know your other guys are racist and I'm all against the racist. So fuck that guy. You know what I mean? It's like, I don't, but it's all sports. I don't know a shit about Gillum's policies. I don't know anything about Stacey Abrams policies. I just think it's about time you get somebody in there. Who's not a fucking crook or a criminal. Now, look, they might be crooks and criminals. I get no fucking idea. I don't know anything about it, but I'll tell you what. I know fucking camp is a fucking crook with all the fucking hiding of the voting machines and all that bullshit. I know fucking DeSantis is a racist just from the shit that he said. And I know I'm going to hear from you guys. No, he's not a racist, Mike. You've really got to look at both. I don't, I don't care. I just don't, I don't want to care. That's another thing, man. I don't want to care. But I was all juiced up, and I'm ready to vote, and I fucking read. I, I, for two hours, three hours, I did the research I read. I looked at the ballots and the forms, and I filled out my ballot at home. Uh, you know, I, I glanced to see if anything had changed. I wanted to see who was supporting stuff. I would go over the course of weeks and look and see if anything had been changed within the measures and who was supporting and who thought it was a good idea. I was prepared, man, because that's the whole point. As a citizen, you got to be prepared and go in and do your duty and go in and fucking vote. So I did. I voted. And I was like, good, Done. Well, no, not done. Like I said, there's recounts. And I literally, I got, I finished voting. I took a picture of me with a baseball bat with a sticker on it. Cause I thought it was fucking funny. Like I Buford pussered the fucking thing out. And, uh, and then I went in and I checked my phone. I went on Twitter and I'm not joking. The first text was from a guy or the first tweet, I should say, not a text. The first tweet was from a dude on the East coast. And he's like, the hard work continues. Today is nothing. Today's just a blip. Make sure you hit the streets tomorrow. And we've got it. And I'm like, what the fuck, man? No, no, I'm not hitting the streets tomorrow. I'm not walking around with a banner. I'm not going to bed sheet and spray painting it. I hope good things happen. And, uh, I'm Mr. Pink. That's I'm the Mr. Pink of this country. You know what? If you want to introduce legislation, I'll vote for it. You want to give me a paper, I'll sign it. But as far as this hit the streets and get to work again, I got two fucking words for you. Learn to fucking type because I got the world's smallest violin for playing for everybody who wants me to get out there and march but see, no one's going to write me now and go, Oh man, you should be totally with the marching and down. I'm the, I am. You want to go March, go March. I'm all for it. I support your cause. I, 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 I think you should have a pink pussy. And I think women should fucking run this country. I think the caravan should get in. I think everybody should do whatever the fuck they want and be cool to one another. That's all I care about. I, I don't, I just turn it over to youth. Let the young people take over. As long as they quit fucking, you know, demanding that everybody get respect and they're a hero. I saw like I saw a fucking Twitter thread this weekend. Again, it drove me crazy. It's it's like I said, we've lost comedians because they, they got to tell me how to vote and who I should vote for and where I should go. And I got to hit the streets and all that shit. And it's like, man, I know I, I get it. I understand that. But at the same time, it's like you were you're a genius. Like you're really funny type of funny thing. That'd be awesome. And I don't I'm not telling them to stick to comedy but uh, but it'd be nice to see a funny thing. Instead. I just got to roll my eyes and just scroll past it. Cause you know, you begrudge people because they're just like you're doing with this show. I'm giving you my political opinion on this fucking show. I hope you respect me enough to let it fucking drip over you and you get to the other stuff. You know, the other stuff where I talk about my life, what a fucking idiot. This fucking shows a whiff. Why did I even do it? Why did I even sit down and open the microphone? I should start this fucking over. I should just fucking cash this and save it for later so that I can play it when everybody goes, Hey, why are you so fucking crazy? I'll just play them this show at the fucking house. God damn it. You see what I mean? I can't figure out who I am and what I feel. I mean, I know what I feel. I feel like I did my part and I don't want to fucking get involved in marches and bullshit and I support whatever. I, I know who I support, but at the same time, I, I know I have women friends that are being oppressed and I have minority friends that are being oppressed and I want them to have good things and I want them to have the same opportunities that other people have in this country. I want that to have happen. But then I get other people to write me like, well, what about us? And what about our family? And what I, I, I want opportunities for you. You know, I'm not one of these dumb fucks. There was a dude on the fucking ballot here in California. He said his name was like James Lower Taxes Low, like lower taxes in quotation marks. Like that was his nickname or his middle name. And uh, I couldn't vote against that fucking guy hard enough, fast enough. I was like, fuck you, dude. Why the- I Because then you look at his bio, there's nothing in there. Literally, he's just planning lower taxes. That's it. He's like, I think responsibility should come back to government and lower taxes should be an act." Fuck you. You know what I think? I think they should tax us more. I think all of us should pay higher taxes. But... Then I think they should use those taxes to take care of veterans and take care of the homeless and take care of the streets and build bridges and build our infrastructure. You just talk about America first and make America great again. Well, then fucking tax us and we'll pay it, but then use the money for the right things. Don't fucking buy a million more bombs and send fucking troops to the fucking border and start paying for bombs that go to Syria and Yemen and whatever the fuck. <sighs> Fucking go after Saudi Arabia. Figure out how to work solar power. Try to do whatever you can to fucking get off fossil fuels and do something about climate change. I mean, fuck. You want us to pay taxes? I'll pay fucking taxes. I'll do it. Tell me how much it is, but you got to make sure you use it for the right fucking things. And I know there's other people out there who think, well, the right thing is to build up our military. I I don't see it. We have enough nuclear bombs to destroy the earth fucking 100 times over. You want to take care of this country? Take care of it. But take care of it. Don't pretend that Oh, by building up the military, you're taking care of it because then you're just now you're just hiring armed guards to guard a piece of lead. You know, if you want to have armed guards guard diamonds, then fucking make a diamond, squeeze the shit out of this fucking country, get the taxes and build shit, make it fucking work. Put people to work. This is a lot of fucking soapbox, nonsense, garbage, and I totally get it. I get it. And I don't blame you if you turn this shit off. I'm privileged and lucky. I'm lucky to have this platform. I'm lucky to have you guys listening every week. I'm lucky to have you give me money for the privilege. I use that word a lot, but it exists and it's true. This is a privilege. It's not a right. There's a million fucking podcasts out there. You could dump me right in a fucking second. and Go listen to somebody else who tells you what you want to hear. You could dump me in a fucking second. And go listen to somebody who's funny. And I get that, man. And I try to be as funny, as entertaining as I want to be every, not even want to be as I can be every fucking week. I try to be as gut punch funny as I possibly can. And this week it was hard. It was hard for me to do it. It was hard for me to find it. And I know you don't want to hear that it was difficult or hard because you have real jobs that are also really fucking hard. And I get that, man. I get it. But this is my job. And even though I can make it look easy sometimes, it's a challenge and it can be hard, especially uh, when my boss is telling me I'm not great at it. (laughs) And when you're, you're your own boss, that's the hardest argument to have. You guys can get me at Mike and Mike You guys can be my friends at facebook.com slash the 40 year old boy. You can follow me at twitter.com slash the 40 year old boy. You know, Twitter that I just fucking tore apart and said, I got to be fucking disassociated from, but I'm there, man. I'll be there. I'm on Instagram and Snapchat as well. You can find me there at Mike four zero Y O B. Be my friend, be my pal, be whoever you want to be over there. Follow me. I put up a picture of me and my baseball bat on election day. I should put up more photos. I look, I, when I sit here in the dark and I question myself when it's quiet and I'm like, man, you could just go post like 10 photos right now on Instagram. But it's, you know what it is? It's a junkie looking for a fix. It's because it's, you know, Tuesday and I want people to tell me I'm, I'm good or I want to interact or I want likes. And I recognize that. So then I throttle the fuck down. I go, don't do it. You're just doing it for the likes. But at the same time, it would be cool to share shit with you guys. It would be cool to share stuff. I show, I show pictures like I'll, people, when I meet people, like when I met Ellen or I meet somebody else. I'll, I'll show them photos from Japan. I was, Heidi was here a couple of weeks ago and they're just like, these are amazing. You should post these. And I'm like, yeah, probably. Uh, and then I don't, because in my head I go, yeah, it just, that just looks weird. Nobody wants to see fucking photos from Japan because now I'm just trolling for likes when that's bullshit. I want to share what I experienced with you guys. Will I? Who knows? <laughs> Regardless, you can follow me at Snapchat and at uh, Instagram, Mike40YOB is me. Mike40YOB, please find me. I'd like it very much. Tell you what, for every new Instagram follower I get this week, I'll post three new photos. How about that? From Kuwait, from Japan, from whatever. Every For every new Instagram follower I get, for every new YouTube person who subscribes, oh, that, you know, that's not a bad idea. For every new YouTube person that subscribes, I can't do, but I can't do clips there because then it's just clips of me talking and nobody wants to fucking see that. Uh, But we'll do a live stream next week on YouTube next uh, Thursday because today's fucking Thursday. So we'll do it again next Thursday, which will be the 15th and that'll be at six o'clock PM. And I'll talk about that on the other side. But the point is, here's the thing. If you, uh, if you follow me on Snapchat, I will send you a photo. Okay. And then we can have a conversation if you want, or you can just look at the photo. I sent it it'll disappear. Uh, it will not be my cock. I promise, unless that's what you want, but nobody wants that. Uh, but on Instagram for every new follower I get this week on Instagram, I will, uh, I'll post three photos and then uh, people can like them or not like them or whatever the fuck I don't care. Uh, I bullshit. I do care. Cause we all do this for the likes, but uh, regardless, it might be a way to get people on board and people want to jump in, but any, for every new person who follows me on Instagram. Uh, I, I will post three new photos. And if you follow me on Snapchat, I will engage you personally and send you a note and a photo. Because why not? Because I'll tell you what: is there if there's anything you want out there right now, if you're thinking to yourself, there's one thing I want more than anything in this world, it's for Mike to engage me personally. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Especially after this fucking show. You're like, this is the guy I want calling me. This is the guy I want sending me a note. I can't wait to have him fucking cry throughout my goddamn cell phone not to wring the tears out of it. Uh So find me there. I'll be your friend and pal. Uh, You know, our good friend Ryan Dirks does all the web stuff for the show. You can find him at facebook.com slash Ryan Dirks. Be his friend there. Tell him he's great. Giovanni Giorgio Peluso is is nicer to me than I deserve. He does all of our, uh, a lot of our technical stuff. And he, like I said, he writes me, texts me, tells me good things about me. And he's doing his best to keep my head above water. And I appreciate that very much. He built the YouTube channel from scratch. And by from scratch, I mean, he got all of the stuff that we sent him and he went ahead and made it happen uh, which was great. And I appreciated that. Thank you so much. But the point is he's out there right now at facebook.com slash Giovanni Giorgio Peluso be his friend over there. And you can also follow him at uh he's got a uh, YouTube channel called the love between the two hosts. And he's also got a podcast called the geo podcast, the get it on podcast. You can subscribe to that. And all of the love line stuff that he does is amazing. Please get on board with him and his love line stuff. He does. Uh, he's taking old audio and making it new again and uh, sharing with you memories from the long-gone past of a show that people seem to love and, and can't get enough of, and he's making sure that they don't get enough of it by giving them new stuff every single week. So follow our friend Gio and his exploits at facebook.com slash Giovanni Giorgio Peluso, and also at his YouTube channel, The Love Between the Two Hosts. David Hernandez is uh, our guy, our man in Amsterdam. He does all the work uh, that's, that's important for this show, all of the, the artwork and all of the music. He, uh, you know, he's just fantastic. He does really good things. And I, 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 you know, when, when he doesn't contribute to the show as he could not this week because of my, uh, not getting done in time, it, uh, it makes the show lesser then. And I don't like that. So go ahead and check out, you know, first of all, be his friend at facebook.com slash David Mex Hernandez. You can be his pal there, but also holidays are coming. Also, Omar coming. I don't know if you know that. that, but that has nothing to do with this. But holidays are coming. They're on their way. And our good friend David Hernandez has a website called artbydmh.com. That's A R T B Y D M H.com. If you want to try to get a painting done, if you want him to do some artwork for you, you can go ahead and contact him via Facebook. Write him a note on Facebook. Like I said, facebook.com slash David Mex Hernandez. Reach out, tell him what you want, tell him what you're looking for because he, uh, he had a bunch of artwork that he sold. I thought I was actually plugging it on here and it turns out it's been sold, man. So, uh, so you can go and get him to do a custom job for you with the holidays. And like I said, time is of the essence because Christmas is six weeks away. Isn't that crazy? Fuck, that's crazy. No, it's three. It's seven weeks away. Still, whatever. It's a long. It's, it's eight, fifteen. Yeah, it's one, two. Six, it's about six weeks away. That's wrong. That's right. That's wrong. That's right. What am I doing? Um, month and a half away. So, if you want him to do a certain painting, like oil paintings take a while to dry. There's watercolors. Whatever. Any artwork you would want him to do, you need to contact him via facebook.com/slash david mex hernandez. Reach out to him and see what you want, and he will go ahead and give you a price. He'll tell you exactly how long it's going to take and what the lead time is needed for the 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 artwork uh and it's worth it i mean literally anybody who's ever purchased anything they write me and they're like holy god i can't believe david's so great and i'm like i can i've been his friend forever and i've seen his artwork from the jump i've got cassette tapes I've got old Christmas invites that showed me just how creative and brilliant the man was and I'm lucky to have him in my orbit and in my atmosphere and you can do the same. Go ahead and get him at facebook.com slash David Max Hernandez but most importantly, go to artbydmh.com, browse around on there, take a look at the stuff that he's done and then you can get an idea of what he can do for you going forward, certainly for the holidays and beyond. That's artbydmh.com, A-R-T-B-Y-D-M-H dot com. Is there anybody out there? Do you still want to hear me? Can't blame you if you don't.
0: Come on, come on,
1: come on. Now, I'm kind of, kind of feeling down. Well, I don't even know why. I don't know why you people even like my show. some help to figure out just one basic fact what was year three all about
0: it was a-
1: Here's how my brain works. And you know this already. I'm I'm upset that I didn't name certain people like when I was name checking people. So, I mean, I, you know, the fact that I made friends with Jesuit up in San Francisco, I can go stay at his place at the compound and uh, anybody else who's had me in their home or anybody who's been nice enough to reach out to me, people South Philly, Paul, anybody who comes to the live streams, uh, Sal and Jill and Dave and and, uh, Eric and everybody else, all the people who come to the live streams. I'm not forgetting people, the double KCs, everybody who's there. Uh, I don't mean to be that guy. I apologize uh if I'm not pulling the names I'm supposed to pull. There's a couple of Daves. There's uh Daniel always comes. Uh whatever. Thank you everybody who's allowed me to do this for as long as I have and hopefully you'll allow me to do it longer and hopefully I'll be able to do it to your satisfaction longer. I mean fuck, I can talk. It's just a matter of if you want to listen. Fuck, cuz I'll t- I'll be talking forever. It's just a matter if you guys will be listening and I hope you are. Uh we have sponsors uh for this show. Sponsor of course, the Paranoid Strain podcast sponsors this show every week. You should check them out. They are available in the iTunes store right now. Fearful Jesuit is our friend and the host of said show. It's an amazing show uh, right now. You know, the, the whole get all of them. Just download all of them. The, the most recent one is the second half of the 9-11 show. Uh, you know, it's got a, it's got the Obama nine 11 song in it. It's got a Simpsons nine 11 thing. It's got all sorts of amazing things. Uh, it's got Dana running down a my hop plan, which is very important to everybody. My hops and lie hops and Oh my. And all of that's available now at the paranoid strain, which is available in the iTunes store. Download it. Now leave a review in there, please let them know, uh, that we told you to go there. Tell them that we're, uh, you know, we told you, to, well, we don't tell you to like it. Cause once you hear it, you're going to like it. But tell him that we sent you there because then he'll, he'll go, hey, you know, that uh, friendship slash sponsorship with Mike, it turns out it's working out okay. Mike can come sleep in the coldest basement in America anytime he wants. That's the only thing I do this for. You know, that's the reason I started this whole podcast was uh, so I can go sleep in the coldest basement in America. Uh, but you can download that you can go and you can find him he's at the paranoid strain at gmail.com write him a note on there tell him you love the show tell him we told you to uh, listen and then that's one of the things that got you on board he'll be grateful we'll be grateful everybody's happy thank you so much to fearful Jesuit and paranoid strain the paranoid strain podcast in the iTunes store it is available now for download you can go ahead and subscribe please leave him notes And tell him what's up. And he also has a Paranoid Strain uh, YouTube channel. I think it's just called the Paranoid Strain. So you want to be a subscriber on that as well. Go ahead and do it while you're subscribing to our channel. And you're subscribing to the Love Between the Two Hosts. Look at you on YouTube all day long. Running to and fro and putting everything down and taking care of it. Subscribing like a monster. Hey, you got no time to run a regular life. Just on YouTube all the goddamn time. Plug in your headphones and uh, watch those videos of guys discovering music for the first time. I saw some black guy listening to Eddie Van Halen for the first time. It's one of my favorite clips on the Internet. Fucking guys going crazy. You can't believe Eddie. Uh, So please, while you're doing that stuff, go to the Paranoid Strain channel, subscribe, and then listen to their podcast and tell them they're great because they sponsor this show and they're the best. The best. I mentioned YouTube. You know, we have a channel. Please subscribe. That's uh, the 40-year-old boy YouTube channel. Next week, next Thursday, there will be a live stream, 6 o'clock p.m. my time, 8 o'clock p.m. Chicago time, 9 o'clock p.m. New England time, uh, 7 o'clock p.m. in the Rockies. If you're up in a mountain like our friend Ellen uh, and four o'clock p.m. If you're in the the Hawaii, uh, Hawaiian Islands, if they're still there. I know one of them was swallowed. I told you about that last week, but there will be a live stream on YouTube. It'll be, oh, it'll probably be more of this where I tell you about the things that are wrong and you'll just nod in agreement and then you'll throw your laptop off the helicopter into the sea. And I can't blame you but there's a live stream next week. I'll set it up when I, uh, when I get done with this and post this goddamn show. So then you'll have a reminder. And if you subscribe, it will give you a reminder. You won't have to remember anything for fuck's sake. It'll just be right there, locked and loaded inside your little, uh, whatever your device you're using to find me. And it'll tell you, hey, Mike's going to be on soon. And then you will come along and join me and Matt and everybody else who comes out. I'm trying to remember names as I go along and everybody's very nice. Uh, I know there's a, there's a gentleman who has a woman in a panda costume. I know sometimes there are people who have nicknames. There was a dude last week who came in there. I'm not sure who he is. But he popped in and he he made fun of me. Uh, He he wrote or no, he made a rhyme. He didn't even he didn't even make fun of me. But he he had a silly uh, rhyme when he came in, like something like "What's mellow fellows" or something like that. And then I talked about it for about ten minutes because that's what I do. You know me, I find something and I grasp it in my jaws like a pit bull and I shake it to death. And I thought it was funny. And then by the time I was done talking about it, I had come around because initially I was making fun of it, but then I came around. I'm like, this is awesome. I'm gonna talk like that to people all the goddamn time. That's how I'm gonna do. I'm gonna wear a zoot suit and bust in with rhymes every time I walk into a place. And then he wrote in the chat room. He's like, Hey, can we heckle here? And I'm like, um, yeah, I guess so. I mean, if, if, if that's the thing you want to do, I mean, I don't know. I mean, literally I just took your mellow fellows and talked about it for 10 minutes. If you don't think I'm going to take a heckle and run with it, that's up to you. And then I think he disappeared from the chat room, but he subscribed to me on YouTube. I don't know if it was a new guy or not. Uh, and because there were new people there at the live stream last week, we were, we had a, we, I mean, it was great. I was really excited. So whatever the fuck there's a live stream next week. And Hey, mellow fellow, if you're still out there, come in and you've subscribed so go ahead and jump in with our friend, Jeremy, who's another a uh, great guy. I, I went up and I had spaghetti carbonara with in the middle of the fucking night, uh, up in Seattle. Uh, but anyway, so the point is there's a live stream on YouTube, subscribe to the YouTube channel, please. That'd be great. I'd appreciate it. And there's a live stream next Thursday and you'll love it. Just like you'll love the paranoid strain. Everything I tell you, you're going to love it. Hey, who wants to be on uh, an Uber driver? Who wants to be a Lyft driver? I'm sure it's all of you. If you want to be a Lyft driver, uh, just go ahead and sign up with my code, Mike720057. And that's all caps, mike 720057, you want to be an Uber driver, you can use my code uh, DJZW1YTTUE. That's DJZW1YTTUE. And that's all lowercase. And you can use that if you're a first time rider as well. I get a little uh, taste of that action. So if you're using Uber and Lyft, sign up using those codes, whether you're driving or riding, and I will get a taste of it. And thank you so much for that. Then, then you'll be a sponsor. Then you can send me your information and I'll tell them about your YouTube channel. It's, that's kind of a sponsorship. You wind up driving or riding with my code and then tell me and I'll thank you on the air because god knows that's all i got to pass out these days i got thanking you on the air and sending three photos to instagram woohoo that's quite a reward for you liking this show uh there's an app called cameo hey i booked another person booked me how great is that i'm very excited uh they've booked me and i right when i finish recording this show i will record their cameo i found out because here's the thing uh you know it was one of those things where i got notified about it i'm like oh man i gotta film that and then uh i forgot and then, and it's been a week and now, but luckily they don't need it until December. And I know you're like, fucking dude, um, you can't do that shit. If you're telling us to subscribe to shit, you got to fucking make it happen. And I get it. You're totally right. So just like Jeff with the dash cam, this person, I told him about cameo and he fucking signed up and he actually booked me. And now I've got it. So I'm recording that as soon as I finish recording this show, but, uh, you can book me too. And I promise I won't win a week. Although that's going to make this guy feel unspecial. Like he's a dick and I made him wait a week. I didn't mean to make you wait a week. Whatever the, the point is. Once I saw he didn't need it for a while, I was able to go, all right, well, I'll get to that, you know, in a day or two. And then time flew by and I went, oh, fuck, you had a cameo to do, buddy so uh, I'll be doing that today after this show the point is folks you can go to Cameo right now download it on your phone Cameo app and book me to say happy holidays to your friends or uh, sorry I want a divorce to your husband any of that stuff that you need me to do you can go ahead and hire me to do it and I will do it very well and I will do it in a way where you don't think to yourself wow this sad sack is telling me all about his life again that's the way to get me you know that's the way to get me not to talk about my life book me to talk about yours so find me at Cameo and I'll talk about your life and we'll hear how great that is and you won't have to listen to me whining about nothing and bleeding all over a guy Damn microphone so find me at cameo uh you'll love it just like you love the paranoid strain you love the youtube channel and you love the live stream you love everything and you love driving for uber and lyft uh go to mike we've got a page on there that i should tell you about the joe business page it's got all sorts of stuff for sale but the important thing is the amazon link especially with the holidays coming up i know a lot of you have holiday shopping that you're doing uh if you use our amazon link it truly helps this show in a way that i can't explain well yeah i can we get money they get money you get stuff It's I've explained it perfectly right there (laughs) in nine words. We get money. They get money. You get stuff. It worked out great. So, uh, so what you do is you go to the Mike Schmidt page, you click on the Amazon link, and then you're in, you're in Amazon. You can shop and we get credit for anything you buy. And it doesn't cost you anything extra other than the five seconds it takes to go to my website and find the link. And then, uh, and then we benefit from it. It helps us out. We get money. They get money. You get stuff. Thank you for thinking of us, especially, like I said, with the holidays coming, uh, you're going to be doing a lot of holiday shopping over there at Amazon. So using us really helps. Usually I will say November and December are the are the months that really kick in where we, we do okay. And uh, I mean, look, we do good every month. You guys are very generous and very nice to use the link. And I appreciate that very much. But November and December, there are people who maybe don't use Amazon nearly as much, but they're going to use it for sure as the year ends. And so they jump in and they go ahead and use the link. And that really turns the tide and really helps us out. So we, whatever the fuck I, and now you're thinking, well, Mike, if you make so much money then I don't have to use it. See, I've just talked to you guys out of using it. No, the point is if everybody uses the link to buy all their holiday stuff, it really helps us out. Thank you so much for thinking of us. We get money. They get money. You get stuff. It's the most pure form of transaction of possible. We get money. They get money. You get stuff. I'm going to trademark that someday just because I don't want anybody else stealing it. Oh, and there, there are people who will steal it. Patreon exists although a lot of you have probably divorced yourself from that just because this show is so goddamn late. Uh, that's how my brain works. But Patreon right now, if you want to go ahead and do that, that's fantastic. And yes, I haven't been nearly as active on there as I should be. Uh, but I, you know, I will, for, look, I will tell you about this. For every new Patreon person that subscribes this week, I will put up a new clip on Patreon. Either it's just me talking. And look, I already owe you guys clips and I get that. So maybe it's not so much of a reward. But for every new Patreon person we get, it's because this is a good way. This is structure. This is discipline. This is what I was talking about. So every new Patreon subscriber, I will put up a clip for everybody. And uh, whether it's, you know, whatever the fuck it is i don't know because I, I owe i was going to do personal podcasts for people there's all sorts of stuff on there and and I'm, I'm ready to do that and be more proactive certainly and i talk about it every goddamn week and then i don't and i apologize but for every new patreon person we get this week just like on instagram just like everywhere else for every new patreon person we get this week i will put up a new clip and uh and I will hope it's good. Because again, that's another thing I keep talking to myself. Well, nobody wants to see a clip of you just talking about a, a sandwich, but maybe they do. Maybe people desire to hear my opinion on sandwiches. I don't know how it works. Uh, maybe you want to hear my opinion on music. If you do, here's what to prepare yourself. I'm going to give you this opinion. The struts are fucking badass. How about that? Take that for your Patreon uh, uh, contribution. Go ahead and sign up Patreon. And I'll tell you right now, the struts are fucking amazing. I wound up going to the show. Uh, it was in Anaheim. So I had to go get Randy because I told you she lives really far south of me. So I picked her up and then I doubled back to Anaheim. We went to the show. We wound up having something to eat. We talked uh, because her life's been a whirlwind. She just moved into her new place. She's and she's got so much cool stuff, man. She's got so much. She worked at K-Rock, a radio station for a really long time. So she's got tons of music memorabilia. She's got all this like monkeys and Beatles stuff. She's got basically her house is like walking into eBay. It's ridiculous how much cool ass stuff she's got. And, uh, And she's got bookshelves and couches and her bed all set up. And I mean, it's just, I know that sounds weird to say, but when you walk into somebody's house and they had just moved in and already they've got stuff set up, I'm always amazed by that. She has this bookshelf that looks like it's been in this particular spot and stocked with the stuff that's on it for, for years. I mean, I haven't collected nearly that stuff in 20 years, but she's got a, like three bookcases stuck together and they every shelf is packed with, with uh, really, I mean, like she bought all these singles, these Beatles singles that she found when she was a kid. And I mean, you, I go, you could sell these for a lot of money. Like, she's like, yeah, but why would I? I love this stuff. And, and I don't blame her. You know, if she ever wanted to turn around and, and move stuff, she could. But boy, she's got autographs. She's got pictures of herself with people that she met at K Rockets. It was really fantastic. So we hung out there. Again, same thing. I just, I loved spending time with her. We got at her apartment and talked for a while. We went to the restaurant. We talked for another hour or so. We went down to the show. And, uh, Randy is, you know, when she goes to concerts, she's untethered. I think I told you that, you know, she'll go to a show and she'll be sitting somewhere, you know, in the balcony. And the next thing you know, she'll have a video from backstage. And that's not a joke. She actually did that at to Tom Petty. She put up a video and she's in the wings on stage. I don't know how she made it happen, but she did. Cause that's who she is. She used to work in music. She knows the right things to say. So I told her when we went to the struts, I go, look, cause it's, you know, a general admission. I go, look, man, be Randy, run around, do whatever you got to do. Film the things you got to fill, take photos, whatever you want to do. Uh, Did I say fill Film the things you gotta film And, and run around and do and, and just have fun She's like no I wanna You know I'm gonna hang out With you of course So we get into this venue I've never been It's the House of Blues In Anaheim And uh she takes off. She goes, I know the best place. So she just takes off and I'm, you know, I'm, she's a lot smaller than me. So she can kind of slink through everybody. And I'm just a monster. You know what I mean? It's, it's like black widow trying to lead the Hulk, like going, Hey, follow me. And then she just kind of runs through a bunch of fucking cracks in the wall. And then the Hulk just punches a hole through it. So that's what happened. Like she ran and she's dipping and diving and moving. I lost her hair eventually. And then I just, I'm like, excuse me, pardon me, pardon me, excuse me, trying not to bump into people, but the people are packed. It was sold out and people are packed really tight. So we're moving and I'm going and I'm just and I'm just moving forward. I don't know where she's going to wind up and finally we wind up in the corner right by the fucking stage. And she's there. She's like, "Oh my god, I lost you. I didn't mean to lose you." And I was like, "Oh, that's okay. I told you. Go ahead and be Randy." And and I said, "If you want to explore the the fucking venue." She goes, "No, this is the best spot. I know this spot." And we hung out there the whole show and we danced and and we fucking sang and we laughed. And uh and it was fantastic because the band, I'm on board with that band, dude. I mean, the new album just came out. The first album's fantastic. They've done some cover uh cover song singles. You know, they did a song called Body Talk on their new album, but they brought Kesha in to do a version of it. They also did a version of Fucking Royals by Lord. Dude, I mean, it's it just go to their YouTube channel. Go to the Struts YouTube channel. They get a bunch of cool ass videos, but also listen to the new album. It's just great. It's just it's just fucking rock. You know, and and, and I forgot how much I loved that music, you know? And and I see it, I forgot how much I loved live music. You know, I saw Pearl Jam and that's an event. That's in a giant arena. And, and it was fantastic. And I knew all the songs and they played three and a half hours. I mean, I, I'm not tearing that apart at all. That's a whole unique experience. And I fucking loved it. But to be in a room with like 2,200 people sweating, packed on top of one another and jumping up and down and singing, God damn, that's a whole, that's a whole different feeling. And, and I actually got earplugs from the bartender. Uh, Randy went into, you know, she ducked into the restroom and I said, I went up to the bartender And there was a woman who walked up ahead of me. And so the bartender went to me first. I go, no, actually, this woman's ahead of me. And she's like, oh, my gosh, thanks. Like, I mean, because I guess nobody's polite. And she ordered her drinks. And then when the bartender came back, I said, you know, I'm just trying to get earplugs. And the girl I let go ahead of me, she just goes, come on. I'm like, no, man. I said, I used to bounce for years. My ears are fried. And uh, and the bartender just nodded. She goes, yeah, I I, absolutely. And she gave me a pair for me and a pair for Randy and never left my pocket. I, I, I watched the show without them because also we weren't dead center. So we weren't getting the full blast in the speakers, but, uh, but I just wanted to feel the loudness. I wanted, I wanted to come on, feel the noise, man. I wanted to, debrow that fucking show. I wanted to Kavazo it. I wanted to Sarzo it. I wanted to banali it. I wanted to quiet and riot that motherfucker. That's what I wanted to do, baby. Cause why? You know why? Cause mama, we're all crazy now. That's what I decided to do. Um, I just, I wanted to see the girls rock the boys. I wanted to get wild, 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 <laughs> but we were off in the corner and we were filming. I took some pictures. I took, and I filmed a couple of segments. Uh, Randy was filming a ton. She filmed whole songs, but also, but we danced and we were I'm sweating. I mean, it was just, it was so fantastic. You know what it was? It was vital. It was alive. Uh, it was cool to see a band where people are, are 28 and 30 years old and the whole crowd is that and younger. And they're yelling and singing and jumping up and down and and just going crazy. I mean, that energy can't be beat. You can't defeat it. You can't. Like I said, you can go to a giant arena and see bands and you love them. And look, Pearl Jam's my age, a little older. And a lot of the fan base is also a little older. Now, are people into it? Do they know all the words? Are we? Are we? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But to be screaming and yelling in a a sweaty club and have people packed on top of you and just fucking nobody caring that you're bumping into them and nobody, you keep turning around to apologize. Everybody just smiles and goes, so what? And to hear that band, and they were just fucking. And I, and look, their their lead singer's a guy named Luke Spiller, and he's he's on the list of guys that probably I'd jump the fence for. He's up there with the Ewan McGregor. He's up there with dudes where you just saw it and and. and, He's just a sexy dude. I know that it's weird to say, but you, he's just oozing that fucking sex appeal and rock star, but also he's got enough androgyny where it's okay. Like, where in your brain, you're like, all right, I can go ahead and run with this because he's a, he's an androgynous sort, and he looks like he could be a lady if I you know, went ahead and closed my eyes and looked the other way, I would not... Own if you're not gonna suck it. In.